Stop losing fantasy football. Go listen to our dudes, the fantasy football dudes, on wherever you get your podcasts. The fantasy football dudes are local dudes that we know that support Fresno State and want to help you win your fantasy league. So go find the fantasy football dudes and win your next fantasy league. Today's episode is with former Fresno State basketball player, and after this podcast, I feel like I could truly call him a friend, Greg Smith. We had an absolute riot of a time recording this episode, and I also want to thank my brother Cole for stepping in and joining us, and I want to thank Malia for coming and spending time at the winery as well. Greg and Malia, thank you so much. Everyone, please enjoy Greg Smith. We've talked plenty about us. We've talked wine. Yeah. So now it's your turn. The history. St- let's start with the history of Greg Smith. The history of Greg yeah. Smith. Yeah. Where are you from? Family life. Growing up, what was it like? Oh, man. It was it was wonderful, man. I'm originally from Vallejo, California, the Bay Area. That's okay. where I grew up, uh, I would say, until about 14. Um, my mom, my dad, I got a younger brother named Devontae, oldest sister named Ashley. Which just she just her birthday yesterday, so happy birthday! Yeah, 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 yeah. She's she's getting up there in age. She don't like to hear it, but she's she's getting up there in age. Um, I got a big family, big sports family. My whole family played football. I'm the only one that played basketball, and I and I mean that like the only one. <laughs> I have cousins. Right now, I have a cousin that plays at Missouri State. He's a quarterback. I got a cousin's receiver that plays for University of Oklahoma. Um, like right like. Like my uncle played at Fresno State. Stephen Shelley played with uh, my mm-hmm. girlfriend's dad. So like we have a my uncle played in the NFL and the AFL and all that. So like I have a big football family. But when I was born, they automatically knew because I was a big kid. It was like no, <laughs> basketball is your job. <laughs> yeah. Then they handed me a ball when I was three years old. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but you have the football body. I if do. You wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And I like football. I just basketball became like second nature. It was so. I won't say easy, but it was just like, mm-hmm. I just love doing it. Like yeah. I go outside and get up shots, and it was just fun. Like I remember playing outside on the yard by myself out there. Imagine I'm playing with like Tim Duncan and them and scoring, and it was just like the, my imagination was crazy, and I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Like basketball was just like perfect. Now I love football, but I just had the same love I have for basketball. It was it wasn't yeah it wasn't there and right. Like, and some days I wish that I would continue to play football, like through high school at least. Mm-hmm. I wish I didn't stop because I love football. I love baseball too, but I just went all the way with basketball. And I mean, it worked out. Right, <laughs> right. It worked out. Yeah. But so you did play football through like yeah, I middle played, school? Yeah, I played through middle school. I played about two, three years. I liked it. And then my freshman year, I played um, 707 with my uncle. He was coaching in Vallejo, California. And I had a ball. Like, I was, I was, I was actually good. Like, <laughs> I didn't know if I was good. I thought I was, maybe I was just tall, but I actually was good. And then I moved to Fresno, and the first day I was there, I went to this gym over um, by Edison, mm-hmm. and I was blew out the water how competitive guys was out here in Fresno in basketball. And I dropped football and baseball and said, you know what, I'm about to be full-time, because these guys were going hard for three, four hours every day, just playing and playing and didn't want to lose. 
And that's what I had in me. I did not want to lose. And that's where basketball took a whole nother level. Like, I just, it was like addicting. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just, oh, I just totally. grew. I was like, oh, I don't know. I stay. I'm here every day. And I ended up playing at that gym, I think, from like the end of May to like the end of July. And I mean, every single day. That's awesome. And that's where, that's really where it began, where I knew I had a chance to make it because of, of the way that they kind of like taught me to be fearless, like just go out there and just play. I'm playing against grown men. I'm 14 years old playing against 19, 20 year olds that don't care I'm 14. I'm like, I'm 14, but I'm 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, they don't care. They, they treat me like I'm a grown man. So like I had to like. Were you throwing down? 14? I was. At first it was, it was, it was new. I'm like, man, these guys, they don't care how old I am. They don't care. Like I'm a kid out here. They don't care. So I'm like, at first I'm like, okay, I can't back down. If I back down, I've seen guys back down and come to the gym again. They don't let them play. Like, nope, you're not, you're not built for this. Oh, and I played with my uncles when I was younger with grown men, but not like this. These guys did not care. So about a week went by, I was in there throwing elbows too, <laughs> scrapping and everything. Like, And that's where I learned how to just play hard, that old school basketball. Just play mm -hmm. hard. Like, Don't call fouls. Play through it. Like, You can't play through it. You're not going to make it. And that kind of helped me. Yeah, so when he said throwing bowls, I, oh, I, I was there with him. I said, see, you got to. Guys, you get out of my space. Dude. These bowls are coming. I'm yep. sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yep. my God. Right. We kind of grew up in the same world and the same mindset, kind mm -hmm. of. So it's it's refreshing to hear that. Now, we're not – how tall are you, 6'8"? I'm 6'10". 6'10"? Yes. Yeah, we're not 6'10". Yeah. <laughs> to – what are you? Freaking nature. Playing man. weight is 260. Right? I'm a little overweight right now. I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to undisclose <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm in the gym working out, trying to lose some. But, yeah, my playing weight is like 265. I'm a yeah, big guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hated playing against him. And I, and I, <laughs> I know Cole grabbed the rebound. He tried to hit you in the face. Even though he wouldn't be able to reach you, he would try and throw <laughs> an elbow. You nuts, hey, you got <laughs> hey, to respect it. Get out the way. Get out the way. <laughs> okay, so you come to Edison, mm -hmm. and you, you find this new love for basketball. Yes. By the way, my first varsity game was against Edison. I, I was oh, wow. scared to death. I, I hated playing against Edison. <laughs> I just remember, I remember playing against Edison JV, quick story. And uh, JV against Edison, guy one dribble from the three-point line and elevated from uh, about, where's that, that ring? Uh, you can't take a charge. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I forget yeah, the name yeah, of that right. And dunked it Ooh. on JV. Like, what yeah, is this guy crazy. doing here? That is crazy. I yeah. can't even lie. That is, that is outrageous. <laughs> what in the I, world? I love playing against Edison. No offense. I mean – well, here we go. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because all you gotta do is I would I remember those guys, man. You just smack them with the elbow, and yep. then they get pissed off, yep. and then you kind of in their the head. Game. Yeah. In, I mean, they're way better than me. Yes. At, they had athletes. Mm -hmm. I mean, Greg Smith, hell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no, that was yeah. Funny. But we we never lost Edison. But well, because yeah, we were we were really good coached. Right. We went to Clovis East. Yeah. So yeah. for but for a time, it's crazy yeah. because. I remember my junior year, on my birthday, we played Clovis East. That was the hardest game of my high school career. Really? Yes. I, I and we won by one. And since that, I don't, I don't think Edison has beat them since that day, to just be honest with you. I don't think they have. Because I remember going to that game, and my coach told us, he's like, this is – it's not a, the biggest rivalry, but it's one of them because they always whoop y'all tail every single time. And I think my head, like – I'm sitting there, like, in my head. I'm like, huh? Because I haven't played them before. It's my first time ever. Mm -hmm. I had to play them in, like, the CIF. None of that. We never played them. So, my first time, it's a home game on my birthday. And coach is in there, like, How tearing us out. I was, I was a junior. I was, like, 17. And I'm thinking in my okay. head, like, I'm like, dang. Like, Clovis East State, 
really that good? Because coach, you, you ain't here. Like the game has started. He's like he's so like we have to beat these guys. I, I my coaching career, I've not done it yet. And I threw my head like, okay. And that's when they had uh, John. And he was really good too. And I'm like, okay, let's play. And we played. I'm like, oh, like these dudes ain't no joke. Like they were so well coached. Right. Like. I'm used to getting 40 and 20 a night. Like, they made it so hard for me. Like, that's one of the games where I had to play hard, smart. I, c- I couldn't do no crazy stuff to foul out. Like, it's the offense mm-hmm. they ran, the defense they ran. I'm just in my head thinking, like, I see why coaches did this before the game because I'm like, these dudes is for real. And it wasn't about athleticism. It wasn't about who could shoot better. Right. None of that. It's just they're going to play hard. They're gonna, they was coached like crazy. They had a crazy game plan, and they stuck to it. And that game went into overtime, and I, and we we, I'm, I'm, I just say this, I won't say this back then. I <laughs> said we got lucky, and won off a missed shot, and two guys boxed me out, and the point guard came in and got the tip in with like a second left. Oh, and nice! That's how we won because <laughs> yeah. the game go. plan, coach game plan was great. He was like, we're not going to let me score. We're going to make the other guy shoot. We had no good shooters at the time, too, which is smart. No other team thought about that. I don't know why. <laughs> no other team thought us to let, make us shoot threes when we had when we had one good three-point shooter, and he was hurt that game. And, and they coach said, you know what we're going to do? When Greg touched the ball, we're going to double-team and make him pass it, make him shoot. And we couldn't make a jumper. I think the score over time, I think it was like 47 to 46. That's how low it was. Uh-huh. Like, I said – and I'm the only time playing Clovis East. And I was like – and then, like, the next year, I went to prep school, and then uh, – I remember the guy that was there, it was Robert Sandoval when he came. Yep, and, yep. and I was like, yeah. Clovis East always producing these guys, and they just come out of nowhere, and they just be killing. Yeah. And it's crazy. I'm like, I did and not know. And it's just know. a bunch of, like, mongs and Hispanics. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, damn. And they're, <laughs> and they're always good. Like, yeah. to this day, I still see that they're good. I'm like, how is that even possible? Like, <laughs> teams, you know, like, usually, like, high school teams be great, and then they take a, take a step back, and they have some bad years. I'm like, I haven't seen them take a bad year yet. And I, that was a hard game to High school, like I played, in, I played against the number one team in in the, in the country, which modern day my junior in, in the final oh, right four on. in the playoffs. Wow, tri- they had they they starting five was going D one, UCLA, <laughs> North Carolina, Cal, like, yeah. and we lost by seven. But my hardest game was against Clovis East, like that was outrageously like most frustrating I ever been. Now, who's your coach at Edison at the time? Uh, Arturo Armand. He's from uh, he's from Chicago. He moved to Fresno my freshman year of high school. He took over the basketball program. And he did great. We lost maybe like eight games my whole my whole career there. He had a great he had a great system. Plus we had some great players. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the one game he got out coached because I haven't I haven't to that day I didn't see him get out coached. He always had a great game plan on just how to stop teams, how to use, how to use the ball on offense. But that game he had no answer. Now luckily we were just so athletic, and like we were t- right. we, our lineup it was me. My, our four was six eight. Then we had six six. We had six five six four. Damn. So. We had the advantage on the boards, right? But mm-hmm. the coach, coach, the coach was just so smart. Like, it was crazy. I'm not gonna lie. I was sitting there in my head thinking, how are we not beating these guys? Like, they're tall guys, like six four, <laughs> and, he, and we're and we're over here battling. Like, this it was crazy. Were you really close with your coaches? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm, I was. I'm I'm really close. To, like mostly all my coaches I played with, because I love to when I'm playing for somebody. I love to build that relationship, that coach player right, relationship. Because right. at the end of the day, like I want him to trust me. And I want to be able to trust him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on the court, I want you to, be able to trust my game and what I can do. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like to be where I'm always second guessing myself because then I can't produce because I'm always thinking am I do something right or wrong. So I love to like build that bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100. You know, like right. I could be 0 for 10, but you always want a guy in your corner saying that next one going in. Right. The yeah. next one going in. And being 6'10 helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. 
That is true. That, that is definitely true. Because then I go get a layup real quick. And I'm like, ah. So, okay, you were at Edison your junior year. Yeah. And then did you have any offers coming out after junior year? Yeah. I, I had my freshman year. I had offers from UCLA, Memphis, USC, uh, <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah, I had. I had. Because my, my freshman year, uh, in my freshman year, but my sophomore year, I played with Pump and Run. I played with Drew Holiday, Jeremy Anderson, Larry. Oh, okay. So I played with a bunch of studs. Like so, I traveled around yeah, all yeah. the big tournaments. So I was going That's to sophomore awesome. year. So all these college coaches like, I was like six eight. I was like big kid, got some good touch, you know. So I got offers. By my junior year, I had college coaches coming to Fresno. Like I had Kyle Perry come watch me. Ashishesky <laughs> at a game. Like I had some real coaches, and, and it was it was great. And then my Were you senior nervous? year, Were you oh, I was super nervous. The <laughs> first time, the first time I was nervous, we. A lot of people don't know this, but we were playing against Hoover. Worst game in my high school career. Worst. I'm talking about <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrible. Why? What happened? I, great before the game, we had a horrible team. We we're going to beat them. We we're going to beat them already. I was like, all right, I'm going to go have fun. And then before the game started, my coach was like, hey, um, the coach from uh, Cal is here to come see you. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. I, I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking like, dang, this whole warm up, I've been like playing around, not taking this serious, thinking. I'm like, okay, so I go out there. I can't make a layup. <laughs> I, 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 I literally like look at that game. I probably, if I was a scout, I would probably thought I was the worst six eight guy he'd ever seen. I was missing layups. I get every rebound, but I couldn't make a. I, I missed a dunk. Oh, That's yeah. how bad it was. <laughs> I think I had like eight points, but I had like twenty some rebounds. But my I was like four for like twenty. I could not make nothing. Oh, and I was sitting like like what? And then so after that game, anytime my coach showed up, I was I was so focused, like it was crazy. But that first time, that's the first time I know my coach told me a, a college coach came to the game. He told me after the game, after I had a good game, but he was like, Yo, Cal's here right now and the coach just came, he wanted to see how you play. I'm like, Why you didn't tell me that like thirty <laughs> minutes ago? I'm not even ready to play. This is we're playing Hoover. They're like Oh, and 16 this year. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, we're going to win. So, I'm like, I don't really – I'm just going out here and get me 20 rebounds and 20 points and just keep my stats. And then I go out there, I try to play hard, and it just did not work out for me. Oh, it did not. Man. Oh, shoot. And my coach was so mad. He was like, what is wrong with you? I said, I don't know. It's the coach from Cal. Like, I do. I really don't know. I think I'm trying to. I don't know if I'm, if I'm like, focused on him. I said, coach, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm putting this on you, coach. You told me before the game. Yes, Definitely. I said, <laughs> after the game, he was like, that was the worst. I said, you told me. Literally, we, we, eighteen oh three, one, two, three. Hey, uh, Cal, watch you right for the tip off. <laughs> now this whole time, I'm literally, I'm looking at the stands like, where is he at? Where is he at? Where is he at? I don't see him. So I'm playing, trying to figure out where he at to see if he's watching. Me. I'm just, oh my God. The worst game ever. Like I remember that game too. That's the crazy part. I remember it from start to finish. Terrible, oh. terrible. Well, okay, so you have this. What would you say about your time at Edison? Because then I know your senior year, you went. To, you said you went to a prep school. Yes. And a quick wiki search, I, I did it. You went to Arizona. Yes. But get, sum up your time at Edison for us. So my freshman year, I'm going to give you all, all the real that people don't know. <laughs> so my freshman year at Edison, when I got there, I thought I was a cool guy. So I was messing around, wasn't taking nothing serious. Of course. Which my uncle – he didn't play that. So he was like, you know what? Since you don't want to take it serious, you're going to go back to Vallejo, which I didn't want to be for high school because high school basketball in Vallejo, nobody really took it serious at that time. So it was like not really good. I was like, oh, I don't want to be there. So he sent me home. And I was like, 
dang, man. And I had a horrible freshman year. I, had, I played on JVs. Me and the coach didn't get along. The head coach for the varsity didn't get along. So I played JV my freshman year, which was boring. I'm like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, playing against like some real like oh, – yeah. it was just horrible competition. Kids that haven't gone through puberty yet. Yes. yes. So I went through that freshman year of summer playing with the Pumper Run, which got my, my mind right. I told my uncle, like, I'm ready to come back. Like, I'm focused. I'll give you one more chance. Came back to Edison my sophomore year, and oh man, great year. We lost in the playoffs in the state playoffs in the second round, but it was a great like great experience. Like I learned responsibility. I learned how to mature. I learned how to take the game serious. I learned how to like kind of practice early and get up shots. Like the coach they had, which who I met, which Arturo, mm -hmm. we built a great relationship. He told me, you know, in high school he coached Kevin Garnett. He was like, you got the potential. You got the size. You can you can do something with this. You got to take it serious. And that's why I love playing at Edison those two years, my sophomore, junior year, because they put so much responsibility on me. My junior year, it was – he said, this is your team. We go as far as you go. I'm sorry. We got a great player on the team, but if you don't lead us, we're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that kind of built the player I, I am today off yeah. off my junior year because he was like, hey, the keys is yours. Drive us. That's I'm awesome. a coach and do all this, but if you don't perform – and then that's when college coaches start showing up. I had Calipari on my games. I had like 43 and like 25 rebounds and like eight blocks. I was, oh, I was the animal that game. And like. Oh, I would have hated so, to play against stop you. Stop bragging. So, <laughs> hey, hey, after that game when Cal was there, I promise you, at that, after that game, if a coach showed up, I, I, I'm sorry if you had to guard me. I am. And I played all every minute of the game. I didn't take not one rest. I was just so focused. I was trying to dunk everything. I was mean. I was getting every rebound. I was blocking shots. I was I was I was I was an animal. And then which is funny, we put, made it to the final four in the state, played against the uh, modern day, which had the weird twins and all them. And at the time I'm ranked like forty first in the country and they're ranked like fifteenth to fourteenth the twins. And, and my uncle was like, this is your test. You can play good against them and against the team. You know, the scouts going to take you serious. Well, okay. We played. I think I had 25 and 12. But I was just – I was killing them. I was – oh. <laughs> it, 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 we we would have beat them, but they had the same game plan as Club as West. The only thing that didn't work was the double team didn't work. I was, I was so focused. I, I won't say it was like Kobe mentality, but I really didn't see nobody. I felt like I was playing by myself. I was out there just – Having fun, making every shot. It was weird. I was making every shot. It was shot. one of those days. One of those days miss. where I just <laughs> felt good. And my teammates just – it was one of those games where we couldn't buy a shot. And they mm -hmm. beat us by like six or seven. And after that game, I shot up all the way to like ninth in the country in the rankings. Wow. It was outrageous. It was that game alone. That game alone. Like, And that's why I think Edison because they gave me a mentality to be fearless, like to always compete from start to finish. Just give it your all. And like, you know. Right. Put them on your shoulders and, and carry it. Like, you can do it. Like, if you don't, that's Edison, though. I'll tell you that right now. One thing about Edison that I learned is they don't care who they playing against. I don't care if you was a little boy or a grown man. I'm going 100% at you. I'm fearless. I don't care who on my way. And and I and I love them to this day. I, I love that school to this day for that because they – I am the man who I am and made it where I am because of them. So, do you that's go back and, like, visit and go to the oh, practices yeah. and stuff? Definitely. Yeah. I gotta, I'm supposed to go tomorrow and talk to the team. And it's funny because when I go and I give like my speeches, they they be surprised because I I keep it real. I don't go out there with no <laughs> fake speech. Oh no, we're gonna I'm gonna give it to you real. If you wanna be successful, this is what it's gonna take. I'm sorry, yeah. oh, it's man. on you. That's awesome. It's on you. I wish I knew you when I was coaching. <laughs> I would have you come talk to the kids. Oh, that's the thing about me now. The older me, I love to like 
train kids and talk to them because it's like the game is is simple if you make it, mm-hmm. you know. And you always want a coach or somebody in your corner that's pushing you. And when guys miss shots, like I got a son, he's nine years old, and he just started playing basketball, and he gets so frustrated when he misses a shot or this and that. I'm like, dude. This is basketball. It's not like football where you get a catch or this and that. He play football, and he's get mad. He get a catch, and he don't see the ball for like a long time. Football, you get one possession, and the ball it's only one ball. Right. So basketball, it just goes up and down. You never know. So why are you worried about last shot? Your next shot's going in. Focus on that. And, yeah. and so I love working with kids. I tell them that, like, you're oh, able to get more shots. Weren't you just complaining about the cow scout and you couldn't yeah, I was make terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was terrible. Oh, that's where I was it gets it from. Man. Hey, hey, hey one, thing I, one thing I've noticed about my son, he is exactly me. And I and and I catch it. I'm like, oh, man. I'd be like, oh, I wish you wouldn't like me so much, son. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, like you just, oh. And then, How big is your son? Is he going to be? I, I think so. Right now he's like, he's nine. He's like 4'10", four, 4'11". Four, he's growing. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had his growth spurt yet. He so he hates it. I'm gonna be honest with you. He hates it because his sister's tall. His sister's like five four, five five. She's tall. Oh, so geez. he he hates it. Like it's hilarious. I'd be like, bro, you're only nine. You're. I said most boys don't grow until we're like twelve, thirteen. Like yeah. just what's wait. his name? He's a junior, Greg Junior. Oh, Greg. He oh, he's like, great. dad, I'm I'm short. I'm like, you're not short. You're tall for fourth for going to fourth grade. You're tall. Yeah, yeah. but you're just not. Like, he wants to be like. He wants to be six foot. I'm like, dude, like your day's gonna come. I yeah, promise. Greg Junior, it's coming, man. Like, it's you, coming. I, I tell him, like, watch me you turn like 11, 12, and then you wake up one day and you're five eight. You're gonna be like, oh man, I'm tall now. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Like, guys, so like, like he really's me. He's me all over. Like mannerisms, everything. I'm like, makes me mad sometimes. I'm like, dude, he's goofy. Like, how was a kid? I was just the goofiest kid. Like, I always wanted to joke and laugh, and I had something funny to say every minute, and that's him. You can be sitting there just bored. He has to come to you and try to tell you a joke, something funny. And it's like, dude, go in your that. room, man. You're pretty high energy, man. Yeah, I am. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm a people it's person. Fun. No, it's fun. That's a great. Yeah. I mean, do, do you have a picture of your kid? Yes, I do. Yeah. He wears Crocs anywhere. He don't put shoes on. He wears just Crocs. Put shoes awesome. on. I said, what's for my Crocs, man? <laughs> like, dude, can you put on some shoes? <laughs> and it's funny because I don't wear shoes. I wear slides anywhere unless I work. When I went to basketball tournaments, I wore Crocs, man. And man, just, they're so comfortable. So I, I'd be like, dude, put a shoes. He'd be like, Dad, you don't wear shoes. I'd be like, okay, you got me there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got me there. Yeah, you're right. All right. Let's move to Arizona. What was what was it like going, moving to Arizona to play high school basketball? That was tough. Really? It was tough because I was moving with, a, with a, like, another family I've never met before. Oh, really? Because it's prep school. So when you go to prep school, they usually, like, like a players on the team, like a family will host a kid or whatever it is like that. So mm-hmm. I moved with a family, and it was like – it was a little awkward at first because I don't know them. They don't know me. I don't know, like, what they're into, what I'm into. Like, it was – so right. the first couple weeks was just weird because <laughs> I'm trying to, like, get accustomed to them and, like, this and that. And it, it became pretty cool. They were a great family. And Arizona was easy to come by because it was hot like Fresno. So a lot of people, a lot of people were like, man, it's too hot here. I'm like – uh, it's like home, so I'm cool <laughs> right. out here. It's fine. Right. Like this, this is okay. Except they have scorpions and stuff. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they have these things. I forgot the name. They're huge. They're like gila monsters or something. Oh yes. Oh, they're so. Oh man. <laughs> My first time seeing one. We had a game in this one city. It was like three hours away from uh from Phoenix, and we drove, and um, and I seen one on the road. We stopped at the store, and I seen one. I said, I looked at my friend because he's from there, and I said, what? Is that? <laughs> and he said, "I said, said it again." Says the Gila monster. I said that is a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it was huge. 
it was fast, and it, and they said it just it just is 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 an angry animal. It's, it's just, poisonous, right? Yes. Yeah. And it, it attacks. I'm like, uh, I'll be in the car waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. And they had rattlesnake. It was just, oh, so it's too hot for me. It's too hot, and it was like, this is I can do the heat, but I can't do heat and animals. Poison. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of cool. And they see it up close. It's like, oh. <laughs> it looks. It look, oh. Did you ever go scorpion hunting? I did not. No. I don't. Okay. I don't mess with scorpions. I've seen a lot, and I said, I'll just leave you alone. You leave me alone. We can live good together. <laughs> it's probably the smart thing to yes, do. Yes, yeah, those are rattlesnakes, I said. I said, I'm fine. And then we – it was crazy. It was this one animal. We went to the zoo. Or not the zoo. We went to this, like, this, like, hiking little retreat with the team, like a team bonding. And we're walking, and I look at the hill, and there are, like, these goats on the hill upside down. What? Laying they're, upside down. They're, 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 on, the, they're on the hill. <laughs> what the and their, 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 their feet is on the hill and their head is back. And they're just walking. <laughs> what the hell, man? And I'm in my head thinking, what could this, what animal is this? It looked like a goat, but I don't know if it was a goat. But I'm like, <laughs> and I asked my friends, like, what is it? He was like, it's whatever the name was. And I'm like, and you're telling me that is normal? <laughs> it literally is on a, a hill. Like the hill's going straight like this. And it had a little curve. And they're walking. And I'm like, they're not going to fall? He's like, no. I said, that is impossible. <laughs> I said, what do they have on their feet? That is just crazy. So mm. People weren't supposed to live in Arizona. No, they no. weren't. <laughs> they definitely weren't. Yeah. They took over that, and I think the animals like yeah. it. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, they're going to run out of water soon anyway. Oh, yeah. they are. They definitely, it's too hot. It's monsoon too hot. season, though. They have monsoons over there, I hear. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They do. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay, but basketball-wise, what was basketball like over so, there? It's funny because I was supposed to work play with the prep team, but how it worked back then, today you can play at any age of prep team. Back then, you had to be a fifth-year senior to play on the prep team. So you I were wasn't. held back? No, I was a four, I was, it was my senior year. Uh -huh. So, so right. most guys go to prep school, um, so you'll, you you like graduate high school instead of going to JUCO. Like okay. Most guys don't have grades to go to, Juke, to, go to college. Uh -huh. They go to JUCO, you go pre, uh, prep school, which is one more year high school, okay. which you play against a lot of good players. But since I was only I was only 17, and that was my senior year, I couldn't play prep school. I couldn't play with the prep prep. So I played with a regular high school team. Oh. When I, <laughs> when I tell you, that was about the most boringest basketball. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. Our but, I mean, mind you, our team was stacked. I just Our team was stacked. But we played some some terrible competition. I think we – we went like forty and two or something like that. And I think two games I didn't oh play. We played some good competitions, but I didn't play. I was hurt. But we averaged our average win was like forty five. Like we were just <laughs> like it was it was it was it was like it was some games where a coach would be like, okay, I'm gonna play the starters for the first half, and after that we're just gonna just and I go out there and I just give me a good thirty and twenty, and then I just sub out and, and be chilling. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was it was oh, uh, and then the end of the season. Um, the prep uh, school like tournament ended, so they started like kind of like like AAU where they still play, where they travel. Okay. Coach was like, "Do you want to do that? Or you want to finish the high school? High school?" I was like, "Uh, let me try the prep out because they're playing against nineteen year old, twenty year old men." I'm like, "I'm right. seventeen, about to be eighteen, I'm going to college next year. I'm gonna play some men so I can get at least used to it." And it was a great choice because my first game, they tore me up. Them grown men were strong. They were they they were putting they were putting forearms on me, and I'm here like I thought I was strong like these dudes were, yeah, yeah. and because they, respectfully like these guys are fighting for a scholarship. This is their last year of high school. They're trying to get something, so they're looking at me like you're not going to take the scholarship with me. So they're going at me. My first right. game, terrible, and I learned a lesson. You can't take anybody lightly. 
Like, you just mm-hmm. can't. Like, I'm thinking, oh, fifth-year seniors. I'm thinking they're here because they're not good. Like, no, these dudes are good. They just had the grades. And right. I learned a lesson quick. Yeah. And, I, and after that game, I said, okay, turn it up. And then it was a great experience because I learned, I learned how to be physical without fouling. Okay. And that taught me in college because a lot of guys, freshmen that come to college, they foul a lot because they're not used to the physicality and how to, when to be physical and when not to be and how to, like, you know, get around it with the refs. Right, so that, right. senior, that senior year when I played prep, I learned how to do it because those guys are coming at you with elbows. Boxing out was real. It wasn't just this. Like, you <laughs> you are fighting, fighting for the, for that yeah. ball, uh-huh. and it helped a lot. And I would say Arizona was a blessing that I did that because – I worked on my game, school-wise, okay. Honestly, prep school was the easiest thing ever school-wise. I had four classes for an hour and a half apiece. Um, and my fourth period class was gym, which was my basketball coach. So we would leave school and go to the gym, and I would practice and work out for like three hours. So I loved that. Like, and our school was only Monday through Thursday, so we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Oh, awesome. I loved that. <laughs> so what I would be joke. there every day, every day for three hours in the gym just working on my game. And I, I feel like I was so much better. Like, so that was a great decision. It helped me tremendously. So why, why exactly did you go to Arizona? Did we go over that? Oh, so let's get back. So I went through my first two years at Edison. Great. Well, mm-hmm. year and a half. After my junior year ended, if we lost the modern day, I did. I will admit, I got a big head. I was feeling myself because I had a great year. I won. I won a friend of B player of the year. I was all state. I was feeling great. So I didn't take anything serious. I didn't take school, like class serious. I had a girlfriend. I was just like, just, just hanging out. Wasn't taking this serious. My uncle said, I gave you another chance. I'm not doing this. See, back to Vallejo to finish my junior year. I was just like, <sighs> oh. And then I got a call from one of my friends. was like, what you doing next year? You want to go to prep school? I'm like, I would do anything but rather to be here right now <laughs> yeah. uh, because I'm committed to Arizona. I was committed to Arizona at the time. Okay. Uh, Luke Olson was the head coach, mm-hmm. like a father figure. Like, I loved Luke Olson. He was like, had everybody recruited me, he was like, is that instant connection. Like, I felt like he understood me and, like, seen right. my future and, like, wanted to get me to the next level. So I committed. And they was like, come to Arizona, go to prep school. And then he was uh, – I was like, all right, cool. You get to go to Arizona. All right, cool. I transferred to Arizona for prep school, and that's when I got in contact with CNQ uh, Carey, which was his coach for Federal State at the time. Mm-hmm. And he called me, he was like, and I'm good friends with Paul George, which we played AU together right. since like seventh grade. And he so, was on the team. Yes, so yeah. CNQ, he's like, he's like, how you feel about coming back to Fresno, come to State? And I was like, always interested, but you know, I like had a great relationship with Luke Olson, and he called me directly the day after Luke Olson retired. <laughs> like, it's like he knew, he was like, he was like, big fella. How's the recruiting going? You still you still committed to Arizona? I said, ah, I'm back up. You know, Luke Olson retired. You know, I'm just going to see what's going on. He's like, how you feel about coming home to Fresno? I was like, I, I really thought about it. Like, because I always well, I play at home from the family. So like, but I never, I never really, you know, because I've been committed to Arizona since sophomore year. I was like, you know, I never thought about it. He was like, give it a thought. Hung up. Paul called me like, hey, man, I'll come back next year for my sophomore year. You know, come. We could do some damage. I was like. All right. And after I hung the phone up, That's I committed it. right then and there. <laughs> that was great, great recruiting. He was like, come on, man, we didn't play. Like, let's do this. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I committed. And then that's that's how I ended up. That's, that's, that's how I ended up in prep a school. Bulldog. Yes. Oh, that's I, how I ended up prep school and a bulldog because okay. I, I, met, I was messing up, got sent to Vallejo, 
And I was like, oh. then I got sent to, and I was like, I'll go to prep school, please. I do. Uh-huh. I go anywhere to play basketball. Give me away. Yes. <laughs> and it was a great decision. And when I got out there, everything just worked out. At first, when Luke Olsen retired, I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I have no clue. You didn't want to go to Arizona after that? I, no. Luke Olsen was my guy, and the new coach came in. I had a relationship with him, too, but it wasn't the same. So I'm like, I'm open recruiting him. I'll still talk to him and see if we can build it up, and I might still go there, you know. But when Sin, I knew, and Sinky was like a family friend, so I knew him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it makes sense. It's Fresno, my mom's there, my uncle's there. Everybody, because my mom moved from Vallejo to Fresno my senior year. And I was like, everybody's there. Paul's there, that's my guy. I'm good, I'm good with Coach Cleveland. Like, I was like, it makes sense. Like, right. It like everything, it like it felt like it was supposed to go that way. That's how I, that's how I look at now, it. Now, who was the coach of Arizona, at w- the next coach after uh, Olsen? Was it the guy that got in trouble? Yes. You should have ran with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> they were giving out money. <laughs> they were giving out a lot of money. And I had no clue. I had no clue until yeah. I got older. I said, they was giving out money at Arizona? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This is crazy. Yeah. I, I said, I missed out on a lot of money. <laughs> I seen that story. I said, oh, I didn't know they was doing it like that. You could have drove in with a nice truck. Oh, I, said, I could have got a car, a house. I could have got all kind of things from them. Man. <laughs> Said, that, is, that is outrageous. I didn't know at, at those universities they was doing it like that. Yeah. They didn't disclose that in a scholarship offer. They didn't, they didn't tell me that. Oh, <laughs> Man. How many offers did you have coming out of high school? I had 25 offers. Oh, my gosh. Wow. In offers. spanning how many conferences? <sighs> ACC, Pac-12, SEC, Big 12, Big 10. I had uh, the American Conference and the WAC. Wow. Yeah. So almost every – Almost every major program. Right? Mm-hmm. I think the only one that didn't recruit me was North Carolina. That's the only one. And that's because they had bigs already, and it was and it's understandable. I understood that. Mm-hmm. They had the Weir Twins. Oh, oh They had yes. Weir Twins yeah. qu- committed to them. So that's – that's, and it was like they knew I wasn't – I'm not going there. Like You got the Weir <laughs> Twins. You got – you got – um, oh, my God. I always forget my guy's name. He was there before. Oh, man. What was – oh, his name's not coming up. He was uh, – he was so good in college. I'm not going to Ty- uh, Tyler Hansborough. They oh, had him. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to play at North Carolina. He's there. And then they got the weird twins coming. I said, that's not going to happen. They win the national championship? Yes. And yeah. I was like, I could have got a ring. <laughs> Look, I could have got paid to Arizona. I could have got a ring. Yeah. <laughs> now, do, do you have any regrets on coming no. to state? No. Or did you? No. When I, when, I, when I did that, I was like, oh, man. Because like, Kyle was still calling. Like, you sure you committed to North State? Do you want to go? Coach Cal called me. Uh, USC called me, and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm solid. I, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to do it. And I arrived on campus, and I loved it. Yeah. My teammates was cool. <laughs> coaches was cool. The staff was cool. The fans, like, probably one of my best experiences. Like, college was fun for me. A lot of people, I know a lot of athletes, like, oh, college was not Like, college was fun. Like, that's awesome. The, 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 the students, like, everything. Like, I had a ball. Like, so, you play, I, I try to look, you, first year you had Paul George. <laughs> yes. Was a Lakeby on that team? Kevin Lake, Lake, Kevin Lake, he came my, my, my sophomore year was there. Okay. Yeah. I know Shep was on the team. Yeah, me, so my freshman year was me, Shep, Paul, Mike Ladd, Sylvester Shea, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Webster. We, and we, you guys had a losing record? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, come on. When people ask me, I'd be like, I don't I don't we So I don't blame Coach Cleveland for us having a, a losing for a losing record, but it was so you know the game has changed. The yeah. game has been evolving over time, sure. and Coach Cleveland was kind of set on what he what he liked, which we understood. It just didn't work with our game, so that's why we had a lot of 
we had some good wins and we had some bad losses because mm-hmm. the players and the coaches. We kind of like we should do it this way. And the coach was like, no, let's stick here. So that's kind of the reason. So I don't I don't blame him for the reason we was losing. It's really us. We, if we'd have bought in to the system, I think we could have won. But you know, kids, we thinking we know everything. Like, oh, if we do this, coach, we can instead of just buying into it. That's really yeah. why we lost our first my freshman year because we try to do it our way. Have okay. you seen uh, Glory Road? That movie, yes, Texas Western. Yes, what's, what's yes. the what's the player say? Coach, if you let us play our game, like, yeah. you play your game, but you also play my game. <laughs> that would have worked. That would have worked. But I, I understood. Like Coach Cleveland's an old school guy. Like he has a system, and he's gonna stick by it, which I respect. I'm not. I'm like it always worked for me. Why would I change it? Like you know. And for us, we should have bought into it with our style. We yeah. could we could have mixed it in. We should have. Yeah. You know, but it, it just didn't. It didn't mesh out. Like how it was supposed to be. So, I, uh, I wanted to ask you about Coach Cleveland because you don't hear about Coach Cleveland talked about. Like, you hear Tark, yeah. uh, Coach Terry, Coach Hutt now. Yeah. But I, maybe it was just my age, but I don't hear Coach Cleveland talked about a lot. But I mean, Cleveland brought you, jo- Paul George, Tyler Johnson. Like, there's three NBA guys right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was – Yeah, Javance Coleman. He was he – was cool. <laughs> so good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I be hearing that sometimes where I don't, where Coach Cleveland they don't get brought up. It's like you have to respect the man. He produced NBA talent. Like, he had a lot of winning seasons. Just because he had two losing seasons with us, like that don't define who he is. Like, he still right. had a lot of winning seasons. He won the WAC. He went to the NCAA tournament. Like, he had some great teams and great players. Mm-hmm. He produced Paul George. Like, people don't realize. Like, Paul George was was a three star. Nobody knew about him. Right. Like, he was going to Pepperdine. They didn't want him. He went to Fresno State. And look at him. Now he's a 10-time All-Star, All-NBA. <laughs> like, come on. Like, uh-huh. it wouldn't happen if he like, – go anywhere Greg, else. what happened to you, man? <laughs> See, I, I, we won't get to that. We won't get to that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, like, he did – like, he produced that. Like, Coach Fleet should get his – he needs to get his credit. Like, right. I always – every time I see Coach Fleet, I give him a hug and I, and I tell him I love him. Like, he still changed my life. Mm-hmm. He, he installed a lot of things into me. What made him that way? What do you what do you think separated him from like from these other I don't know mid major coaches that producing these NBA players? Sure, I think Cleve just he has an eye for it. His eye for talent, he sees it. He does. And one thing about Coach Cleve is he's going to always continue to have your back and push you, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. You can you can you can argue one day like oh, I don't want to do that. He's going to continue to stay there. Like no, we're going to do this. I like I see it in you. I'm not going to let you fail. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes Coach Cleve so great. And that's why I want people to respect him and give him his his props because. Like, I wouldn't even have made it where I was without him. Like, he seen it when I – days I was slacking and, and uh, no, get on that line, let's run. Like, you got to get in shape. You want to make it to the next level, you got to get in shape. This and that. Like, work on your left hand. Work on this. Like, in high school, you can get away with a lot of stuff. In college, you're not. You're just 23, 20 or 40. Like, you're playing with some guys that's 24 in college. Like, that's old, but they're in college. Right. And they're not going to let you just try to bully them or, or use these moves. Like, you got to have counters, all kind of stuff. And that's why I respected him. Like, most coaches would be like, oh, you know – do what you're good at. And he's like, no, let's work on what you're not good at. And and as a freshman, I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm good at everything. What are you talking about, Coach? <laughs> he's like, oh, no, you're not good at everything. Like, there's a lot of things you need to work on. And I respect him that. I respect him. Like, I have a lot of coaches that I played with in the NBA overseas that just like him, like, mm, you can still get better at this. You can still get better at that. And it's like, as a player, you want to hear that. Like, you're right. I do need to work on this. So that's why I say Coach Cleve needs his props. Like, he was a great coach. And, and me personally, at my Fresno State days, I wish I would have listened more. You know, I was 18, 19. I thought I knew it all. But if I can go back, I wish I would have just sat there and just listened to what he had to say because 
my career probably could have went further and all that if I would just sat there and actually paid attention because he was saying some some real stuff. He kept it real. He's like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, if you want to make it, this is what it takes. Mm-hmm. Like, Paul did it. You know, I mentioned, like, I played six years. I could have played longer if, you know, certain things would have would have worked out. But mm-hmm. those words and the way he pushed me, I made it. Now, mm-hmm. if I went somewhere else, I don't know. You, you don't know. Right. You know, I could have went to Arizona. I could have been playing with other bigs and what well, the coach didn't like me. And the coach sat me on the bench. You never know. Went right. to state and I started. He gave. He said, "I'm gonna let. I'm gonna start you as a freshman. I want a freshman of the year." Because yeah. he was like, yeah, "I believe in you." I had games where I was terrible, and he said, "It's just a game. You got tomorrow. Get in the gym, work on it." That's what he told me. He said, "You, you, you played terrible, but you got tomorrow to work on it. We got practice tomorrow. Go on there and get some shots up. Work on it." Like a lot of coaches don't do that. A lot of coaches tell you take the day off or you know get your mind right or you know you're better than this. He like no, like you had a bad game. It's okay. Like, I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> see you in the morning. Let's get to get to work. And the next game you go out there and kill just off that. Like mm-hmm. I love Coach Glee. That's one of that's one of my favorite guys. I love to hear that. Yeah. That's, I was very interested in that. Now, now what was it like playing with you, Paul George? He was a good friend of yours. Yes. Did did you know? Did you guys make a pack? Okay, we're going NBA. It's funny because when Paul left his sophomore year. Uh, a lot of people don't know this though. Like when they had the the uh, like the pre-draft, like the mock draft things, uh-huh. okay. we were supposed to go like back to back. He was like, "Dude, like come out with me." And me, truthfully, like people don't know this. Like my freshman year, I wanted to come out, but I knew I wasn't mentally prepared to go to the NBA. I knew I was not mature enough to do it. I just knew like it was just I was kind of scared because I'm like I'm not ready for that life. Not ready for this. I'm. Like, it's a lot of things I need to work on mentally-wise. Like, my game, I could probably do it. But mentally, I don't think I would have made it. He was like, dude, like, I promise you, I'm telling you. And I was like, ah, oh, I can't do it. Like, I'm going to just do one more year and try to get better, this and that. What exactly were you afraid of of that? Just the fame or the money or both? I was afraid or? of, truthfully, because the game nowadays is different back then. When I, back then, you played against grown men. Right. Nowadays, it's a younger league. They want younger guys, young, young, young. Back then, right. younger guys did not play like that because it was – it was really built on winning. Everybody wanted to win. You can't win a bunch of young guys. It's just hard. Nowadays, they just throw them out there and develop, 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 and then we'll win. Back then, it was not everybody. We want to win. So I get getting thrown to, as a 19-year-old, get thrown to the NBA. Expectations is high. We're throwing you in here. You top, you first-round pick. We need you to be here. Mm-hmm. And mentally, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm playing as a grown man. I, I, there's no days off. You can't right. have a bad day, you know? Right. And then I think about college. Did I did, – did I, do everything possible to, to be ready for the NBA. No, I had some days where I where we had a day off and Paul would go get shots up and what was I doing? Playing video games. So I know like my mindset wasn't there to be ready for the NBA. And that's what I told myself. Let's stay back a year. Let's right. get in the gym. Let's focus up and then let's see what happens. That was my decision. That was what I was scared of. I was scared of getting there and failing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I ready? I get there and I fail. I would, I would, I would, I would hate myself. Right, right. You know, that was, I was, I was, I was terrified. Respect. Yeah, I was yeah. terrified. I said that's, that's a mature. Right. Like, well, what video games did you play? <laughs> Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty. I was on Call of Duty every day. We was playing. I remember nights we would start at like at the practice from like seven. We won't go to sleep till like four a.m. Like, oh man, that's when it had a split screen too. <laughs> yeah. We, oh man, those days. Oh, oh that man. was some crazy days. That was okay. some crazy days. Well, now it. Now I won't beat myself up. Like, you know, when I was playing Call of Duty, Greg Smith was also. I probably played against Greg Smith on Call of Duty. Probably did. Yeah. <laughs> probably, I was playing so much. Oh, man. I, funny story. So I was playing one night. I was playing it so much. I had an Xbox 360 at the time. Uh-huh. I was playing. It was like 2 in the morning. I'm all in the game. And out of nowhere, my game just breaks. 
Red rings. I said, oh, no. no. <laughs> the red ring of death. Yes. I said, how is this possible? And they're all still playing. And I'm just sitting there just like. And then back in college, I had no money. So I had to wait till the scholarship check to come to get a new Xbox. <laughs> so I was out like a week and a half. The worst time of my life. i tell you what, I was so bored. I was so. D- didn't go to the gym. Just, just sat there. I was in the gym. And I was in the gym sad. <laughs> I'm in the gym getting shots up thinking about. Xbox. I was like, this is, I said, this is how I know I'm not mature. I'm in the gym, get up shots, thinking about Call of Duty. That makes no sense at all. Oh, so great. did it click at kind of at that, um, that moment? You're like, okay, I'm not ready for the NBA because like, I, I see Paul putting up shots and where I'm at right now. Yeah. At, at that time, it was kind of like, okay, now, now it's time to turn it on. Yes. And then it's, a, it's funny how this happened. So that's when my boy Kevin Olick became mm-hmm. great player. Like, my dog, I loved him. So when he came, and it's funny because in college we weren't even like cool like that after college, because mm-hmm. when they, when he came, you know, I was thinking, you know, it's my team, like boom, 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 and one of the one of our coaches, uh, um, he didn't he didn't really get along like that. But Kevin was his guy, so everything was about Kevin. And I'm like, dude, like this is my year to go to the league. Like I need to produce and, and put up numbers and. You know, and it was just a terrible year. Like, we kept going back and forth. And we had a horrible year that year. I think we won, like, 14 games. It was terrible. Like, like probably mentally the worst year of my life in basketball in general. Because I just – we couldn't click. We just couldn't click. Me and Kevin was cool. It was just the coaches. And Coach Klee was trying to get me going and get me going. But I just – it just was so many people that was – and I get it because Kevin was the future and – we weren't winning, so they were trying to push Kevin as the guy so they can keep their job. And, like, you know, he's the future. We can win, win, win. And I, and I understood the policies behind it. But that year mentally, I was just not there. And I had a I had an all right season. My numbers were a little better. Um, my last, like, four – it's crazy because we were losing, so I knew we had, like, only like four or five games left. And that's when I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm going to just go all out these next four <laughs> games. And I averaged 20 and 20 in kind of my last four games. I was just going crazy. I was getting every rebound. I was – Ducking everything, and I was like, "Cool." Last game of the season ended. I was like, "I'm, I'm out. I don't even care if I'm ready or not mentally. I'm, I can't do this again." And I should have came back and actually like, you know, they told me she came back and just got mentally prepared and did all that. But I was like, "I can't do it." I'm I cried. The only thing I remember about you is when you were really good, and then you left. And that sophomore season, I'm just like. Dude, we were gonna be good next year, man. Yeah, we would have been. <laughs> what the hell, Greg? Yeah. We would have. <laughs> we truly would have. That's what. That's what we were saying. You just came back because y'all had a great year, and you probably because that's when they bring in uh, Coach Terry. And Coach Terry called me right before I, I left the draft, and he was like, "Man, you come in. I got a game plan. Like, we have a good team, but if if you come back, we can have a great team. And like, we. I want to run it through you. I want this and that. And but I was so mentally gone from that year. I said, Coach, I would love to, but I, I just, just so can't drained. do it. So, yeah. It wasn't even like you know. Usually, it's like money or whatever that draws people. It was just you were just dead. Yes, I was ready to. Yes, I was ready to get out of there. I didn't want to transfer because it was like I'm not going to another school. Like I'm not doing that. Everybody like just transfer to school. I'm like I'm not transferring. I'm not sitting. I'm not doing none of that. Like if I play college again, it's gonna be at Florida State. And I'm like I just want to move on and be a pro. And Paul called me too. He's like you know come out come out this year, bro. Like you have a great chance. You know they already know you. They've been going all your practice. They've seen you. You have a good chance, dude. I was like all right, cool. So I left. And it's funny because I was the first dude. People don't even know this. I was the first dude in college that after the season ended, I was the first dude in the gym training for the NBA draft out of everybody in college. Huh. We lost 
We lost in February in, in our tournament, the first game. The next day, the team came back to Fresno. I stayed in Vegas, and I was working out for four months straight. I did not come home. Wow. I said, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to focus up. I'm going to work on my game, work on my body, work on my mind. And I had my mom, my uncle bring me some clothes and stuff. And I just stayed, and I grinded, and I grinded, and I grinded, and I grinded. And, like, I didn't get drafted, but I felt like I got so much better mentally, physically, and everything. Like, I felt mm-hmm. amazing. I was grinding. Like, I did – most guys when they do pre-draft workouts for teams, you usually do like ten or twelve. I did twenty-two out of thirteen. I did twenty-two <laughs> yeah. teams. Whatever I told my agent, I said whatever team want to see me, I'm showing up. Right. I don't care if it's. I did back to back to back. Most guys don't do that because most agents be like, we don't want you to wear down, have a bad day. I said I don't care. If a team calls and said they want to see me tomorrow, I'm on the first flight. And that's what, that's where I was at mentally. I was like, I, I just because I want to get drafted. Like, mm-hmm. I know I know this year had a bad recession on me of my numbers didn't grow as much and I had some frustrating games. So I was like, I want to just prove to them, you know, I'm I'm really like that. So I'm like, they call. I don't care if I just got done with a workout and it's 8 o'clock at night and they said they see me tomorrow morning and the flight leaves in an hour. I'm getting on that flight. I did 22 workouts. I was I was ready to go. Hmm. It was crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. Now, one of the – sorry about the dogs, by the way. It's all good. Um, <laughs> the uh, – one of the things I remember, and Cole, you might remember this too, it was your freshman year, and, so, and Paul was there, and I forget, we were sitting right behind you guys' bench, uh-huh. and Paul twisted his ankle. Oh, Nevada. It was in Nevada, okay. Nevada game, against, against Luke Babbitt, one of, one of my favorite players to play against. <laughs> and Paul comes, I don't know, he's sitting at the end of the bench with crutches, and they're taping his ankle or something, doing mm-hmm. something with his ankle, mm-hmm. and my dad yells at Paul, we're, we're sitting right behind the Get back in the game, Paul. You're not hurt. Get back in the game. <laughs> and by the way, that game. I love that. Yeah, and Paul just turned around and looked at him oh, like, who the hell are you? The dirtiest <laughs> And look. gave him the dirtiest look. And then, and then that guy, Greg, yeah, he's going to the NBA. And Paul, <laughs> Paul, uh, but we, we saw him like, that, guy, that kid can play. Hey, you know what's crazy? That's my, that is my best game in college ever, 25 and 10. We <laughs> won that game. Against well, Luke, they, were, they were ranked like number like 10th in the country, too. And Paul went down, and they thought it was going to be a piece of cake. I remember when Paul went, and I, and my, I ain't going to lie. I'll be honest. We don't know this either. When Paul went down, and I said, oh, man. We're about to we, oh, going to lose, man. I can't lose by myself. And i never you forget this. crazy. Never forget this. Coach Cleve said, it's on you. Let's do it. And right then and there, I no flipped from I went from, like, oh, I went from, like, let's do it. And I just started going crazy. At 25 and 10, we upset him, upset him and everything. I was like, dang, that's crazy. And I was feeling <laughs> so good. <laughs> that's, oh. that's like ingrained in my memory, that that's game. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Man, that, was, that, was, that was a classic. Yeah. That was a classic. What? Man. Okay, so. I was to say something. Well, well um, college. You, you played against some good players. Yes. Uh, toughest player to guard. In college. Yeah, in college. Who? <laughs> Charles Garcia, University of Seattle, my freshman year. This dude, I think he averaged like twenty-five and ten, like in college. He was, but he was he was my he was my height, probably a little small, like two forty. But when I tell you, he can shoot, dribble, everything. I was out there like, and I never heard of him before. Yeah, he's I, from I California, <laughs> and he played at Seattle U, and we're there, and I'm thinking, oh, we'll play Seattle U, okay, cool, we're gonna it's gonna be a good game. Mm-hmm. This dude was giving me everything possible: <laughs> jumper, jab, step, step back, spin move, hook shot, layup. I think he had like twenty-seven that game. I said, and I've never in my life 
let somebody score that much. I said, this. I was like, I told Paul, I said, yo, he real deal. I said, this dude is nice. And I was playing like legit defense. And he, better what I did, he was doing whatever he wanted. I'm like, it doesn't make no sense. Like, he really gave me work. And I'm good friends to this day. Like, we played each other in Asia. I played against in Puerto oh, Rico, wow. like, Philippines. <laughs> like, yeah. But, like, that game, oh, my gosh. You name a move in a book, he gave it to me. I, I said, this, and I'm That's like, awesome. and I went on high. It's crazy. That's why I tell people all the time, like, they don't understand. Back then, like him, he'd be in the league. In today's game, he'd be in the league. He'd be a, a top player in the league because he's 6'10". He can handle, he can shoot, he can do everything. But back then, you're 6'10". You got to play defense. You got to be strong. You got to be a big man. Mm-hmm. He was more of a guard as as 6'10". As and they ain't like that back then. Interesting. And it's just crazy. Different times. Hmm. Well, I got another question, but I'll save it for later. You got one for college? For college ball? Yeah. I wasn't really thinking. I don't what what is your what is your favorite memory from college? From basketball that doesn't have to be but the oh, basketball man, whatever you want. A, that's, a, that's a great question right there. You like go climb in the buildings at state or something at oh, night man. or something. <laughs> my favorite? I uh I think about that my worst. I think my worst. So I give <laughs> I give my worst. My worst was <laughs> My worst was so. This is my freshman year. Okay. Uh, this is during training camp, right? <laughs> so, being an eighteen-year-old kid, I oversleep. <laughs> practice at seven a.m. Oh man, I oversleep. I get to practice at like seven twenty. Oh shit! And coaches and everybody acting like it's cool. I'm like, oh man, everybody tripping like they ain't saying nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh perfect. Like let's have practice. Oh, practice in at like nine. I'm getting ready to head back to the apartment. Thinking everything cool. Coach called me over. He was like, he's like, why was you late? I was like, my bad, Coach. I, I slept in. Oh, slept in. Oh, okay. Well, uh, go check in with a uh, strength coach. We got some weightlifting. And back then, I loved weights. So I was like, oh, cool. That's my punishment. Weightlifting? Oh, yeah. I'm about to kill this. I love lifting weights. Like, thanks. I ain't said to him. I was like, oh, okay, Coach. I'll go talk to him. In my head, I'm thinking like, thank you. I get over there. He's like, are we going to do it? We're going to do a little conditioning. Uh, we get out of here. I was like, all right. I hate conditions. I was like, all right. Took me down to this Bulldog Stadium. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> touch every stair. Yeah, yeah, oh, when I tell you, my legs were hurting for about three months. <laughs> oh. He said every single stair. That's amazing. I was never late again. <laughs> I was never late again. Yep, yep. I promise you that. I was, I was early every day. Uh, my alarm was set 40 minutes before practice. I said, I'm going to be the first person here. Get that. <laughs> I want to oh. put that on a T-shirt. I touched every stair. Every, Greg Smith. Every <laughs> single stair. Like, and they were watching me like, don't go two steps at a time. Every, I said, this is outrageous. My legs were on fire. <laughs> oh, That's great. My favorite moment in college was against San Diego State. The gym was packed, home game against Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi. Billy White, oh, shoot. Malcolm Thomas. They had a great – it was like ranked like 24. They had a great team, great coach at home. And this was like one of the first games that Saber Center was packed out. And I miss that. I love, I love when the gym is packed out. That just – I play hard. I just have fun. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi – I know Kawhi. Me and PG know Kawhi from, from AAU. I know Malcolm Thomas. I know Billy White. To me, Billy White was the coldest player I ever played against in college. He was better than Luke Babbitt, but he was just six seven, can shoot it, can do anything you want. So I'm thinking like, ooh, ooh, I can't. Okay, the game's on ESPN. I'm like, ah, I'm excited. And it's crazy as we lost by two, 
and we had a bad game, and I had a great game. I had 18 and 12. I missed one shot. Like, best game ever, besides Nevada. Hey. Best game. Like, I was going crazy. Greg, I'm if you didn't hits. miss that shot, we would have won. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we lose overtime. We lose overtime. I was mad, too, because I was feeling it, and then we had we were down by two, and and the play was designed to go to me, and I forgot who it was, but they ended up taking a shot. And I was like, oh, man, sounds like me. And he missed it. Anyway, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> oh, I'm man. feeling it right now. I'm, oh, no. I, I Did you like, chew him out, man? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it wasn't Paul, so I was like, oh, whoever it is, I don't know who, I don't know why you thought you could take that shot, dude. Like, come on, man. He's trying to be the hero. And I understood. He's trying to be the hero. I get it. But a great it. memory. Oh, I loved it. Oh, that great. I remember I remember play by play that game. Play by play. <laughs> we were coming down. I got a jump hook, came back down. They tried to do a bounce pass. I stole it, passed it to Paul. He got a dunk. They came down. Billy White hit a three. Uh, came down the guy at the ball on the post, took a two dribble. I did a jump hook, made it. It came down. Kawhi went for a layup. Like, I remember, like, that game was, like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's okay, so there's five seconds left on the clock. I don't know how many were in this game. You're down by one. Greg Smith is getting the ball. What's the move? You getting the, the move? Yeah. What's your move? Jump hook. Jump hook. Jump hook. Okay. That's all. I'm, and every, everybody that plays with me or against me knows that jump hook is coming. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm sorry. I tell everybody <laughs> that it's nothing you can do. Yeah. That jump hook is automatic, especially when the game online. Oh man, <laughs> count it in. <laughs> count that. Is, that is best in double team because it's going in yeah. left hand or right hand. Yeah. So I'm going to a jump hook. I'm going to jump shot. I'm getting the ball. I'm taking one dribble. I'm either go middle or baseline. And jump hook is coming. Any Game. any ball fake or no? Any, no. no, no straight no up. Fa- just go. Straight up. <laughs> Teardrop. Teardrop. <laughs> Teardrop. I, I always remember when I would get the ball down low because I watched you when I was – I think we were in middle school when you were there or freshman in high school yeah, when you yeah. were there. Um, and you caught the ball. It was against Nevada. And you caught the ball, and you immediately caught it, spun – you spun, drop, step, dunk. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, my entire life I've been told, catch the ball, feel him where he's at, and then make your move. But <laughs> at, at, that yeah, was the course. first time I realized, oh, I need to know where he's at before I touch the ball. Yeah. And you grabbed it, boom, yeah. bam. I, two seconds. I learned, I learned that move uh, by Stink You Carry. So I learned the same thing, catch it, feel him where they're at, and then make a move. Uh-huh. But he always taught me play at pace. So throughout the game, you feel where they're at all through the game. So when you so by the time the second half started, I know how he playing defense. Right, so I remember right. that play. I caught it and I knew where he was at and I spent quick. He wasn't expecting that. He's mm-hmm. ready to put his forearm and just like, you know, put right. some weight. And by the time he went, I was gone. Right. So yeah, that's crazy. That's I remember him teaching me that. Like, play pace. You gotta have pace in basketball. If you can't play at a pace, it's easy to guard. Like you wanna throw him off guard, I go fast sometimes, go slow. So they always off guard. Like, I don't know where he's gonna go now. You know, that's how you wanna yep. play him. Yeah, I always thought I'm gonna I'm gonna make that move and do what Greg Smith did. <laughs> then I quit growing six feet and was, yep, yep. I guess I'll be a shooter. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh man. Okay, so you you decide after your sophomore year, going into the draft, yes. you go undrafted. Yes. Uh, what's the next move for Greg Smith then? <sighs> I go undrafted and then a lockout starts. Which was oh man terrible because I had a bunch of teams like doing call me and do summer league and you know get a get a chance but lockout started I'm like I'm like so what do I do now and my agent called me was like well you got two options you can go to China or you can go to Mexico and he said China if you sign a deal they have no opt out so you got to play the full season you can't come if the NBA season starts you're just done Mexico they give you a, 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 a opt out he's like the only difference is the money. 
which, you know, if anybody, if, I, if, if you would have heard the deal back then, anybody in the right man would have took the China deal. <laughs> but sure. me, I bet on myself. So the China deal was for four months, it was 500000 Okay. And the Mexico deal was for five months, 20000 <laughs> China. Yeah. Anybody in the right mind would have took China. Love but I was like, I'm going to bet on myself. <laughs> I didn't want to. Tra- I didn't really want to travel to China at the time. I didn't feel like I was ready yep. to go well, twenty hours away. Yeah. I'm really interested in this. So we have friends that work with Nike, mm-hmm. and they are half black, mm-hmm. and they went to China, and they said most racist country ever. Oh. It <laughs> yeah. was awful. Now you That's also right. played in China. Yes. Oh. So, yes. but so I want. Th- I wanted to ask you this because I read that you played in China. Yes. Uh, Are you gonna put this on? <laughs> yeah. No. I no, think it's, it's important. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And you know yeah, because. Yeah. There's no middle, middle class in China. You're either rich or you're poor. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And, no, and so as a black man going to China, oh. you're getting paid a lot of money. but it Don't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. They're, are they still, they're still super racist? Now, you yeah. have fans that, that love the game and love you. Right. But, like, outside of basketball, oh, they could care less. They care wow. less who you are. I could be uh, – I mean, unless you're like LeBron or something. You know, everybody loves LeBron. Mm-hmm. But if you're just a regular hooper out there in China, oh, they could care less. Now, fans will love you. But like you walking down the street, oh, they do not. They look at you crazy, and it's just like, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I'm just trying to get some McDonald's. You mad at me? <laughs> China was it was it was it was that was a, that was that was only there for two weeks. Like I was like, yeah, I'm ready. When my agent was like, I got another job. You want to take that? Yes, please. Wow. Please. Wow. Please. Okay. I did, I mean, I believe our friends. We're good friends with them. But I just wanted to hear from yes. a, a professional oh, yeah. basketball player. It's great like, money, but it's definitely one of the. I want to say one of is definitely the racist place. Really? Yes. They, because there's no I middle class. It. Like you either rich or you poor, and and they don't care. No, they really don't care. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, okay. Okay. Well, back long, to Mexico. How long okay, were sorry. you in Mexico? I was there from. Did you August. end up opting out? Did it pay? Yeah. Off? So so I went to, I went to there in August training camp. This is how they got me. This is how they got me. I mean, this is a true story. This is how they got me. I arrived to Mexico. You know, the city was in Mexicali. Uh-huh. So, nothing out there. We've been there. Yeah, nothing really out there. So they're like, okay, we have our first little preseason tournament, and you've been to Ensenada. Uh huh. Beautiful, right? Yeah. We go to Ensenada. I said, okay, we go to Ensenada. I'm like, this is where we play. They're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. We're on the beach. <laughs> the fans is great. The food is good. I play, and then I signed the contract. I said, yeah, I play here. Let's do it. Sign the contract. Right. The next one, we drive back to May Cali. <laughs> oh no. What I remember about Cali was dead dogs in a ditch, yes. and we built a church. Yes. That's, that was yes. it? Okay. Oh, man. And then throughout the whole training camp preseason, our boss was so, so like, his budget was so strict. We didn't have AC. Mind you, you know May Cali is hot. It's like 120, 115 a day. Okay. There's That's no it. shade. In our gym, the AC don't turn on to the first game of the season. <laughs> we practice for two weeks straight in 120 degree weather. Oh. And the gym's even hotter. Dude, you all were like the most Like you walk in there and you just sweat. I'm stretching and sweating. <laughs> like, and the coach, 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 coach Ivan, Ivan, that's my guy. I mean, I, mean, I love him to death. I'm a first professional coach. Love him to death. And he was one of my favorite coaches because he stayed on me. He, oh, that, my pro career turned out to be what it be because of them. Because I thought it was gonna be all I'm playing Mexico. These guys can't play with me. They're not. They're not that good. It's Mexico. I'm like, come on, man. I'm playing the NBA. I can't do this. My right. first game. Them boys 
They was oh man, I think I had like four points. The, <laughs> the fans was like, send him home. Like he's not an NBA guy. Send him. I was like, oh my god, they are, they they don't like me. I said, and then my I had a I had a cool vet, Carl. Um, he was like a tenth year playing. He was like young fella, don't mind it. Like it's your first game, you know, you get get, it, get, get your feet wet. Like pros a little different from college. And I'm thinking, and I'm really thinking like ah, it's Mexico. How am I not doing good in Mexico? Like. <laughs> And I was coming like, dang, did I leave college wrong? Did I was that a wrong decision? Like I didn't get drafted. I'm in Mexico. I'm playing terrible. Like I played terrible for like two weeks. I'm like, I'm playing terrible. I left college. I'm like, was this a terrible decision? In Mex Mexicali. Yes. I'm like oh, it's hot. I'm like then I'm shacked up in a house that's 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 has three rooms and six of us in there. Oh, Ooh, like we ride in the we I'm we have a we have a van. But the back is cut off, so I'm like, you sit in the back like this. It's hot, the wind blowing. I'm like, this is, this is terrible. I said, is this is this really life? This is like a movie, man. I said, is this is this life? Oh man. And then my agent called me. He's like, how's it going? I said, it's horrible. He was like, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, you gotta you gotta suck it up and kill. Like, this is this is this. You sign this deal. This is your future. If you make the NBA, this is right here is gonna whatever you deal you get overseas is gonna come from this. This is your first time overseas. Like, if you don't do it, I said. All right, I'm gonna lock in, and then from that day forward, I went crazy. Like I went crazy, and then December came around, and the lockout ended, and I was out the next day. <laughs> I left the next. I told coaches I said, and the playoffs were the start. He was like, "Just stay for playoffs." I said, "Coach, I," and I had a great bond with everybody. I loved the team. I, I love. I loved everybody. Like it was hard to leave, but I told him I said, "This is my only opportunity to make it to the NBA. Like if I don't go now." I don't know if I would get the opportunity again because right. teams were calling, like, do you want to come to training camp? It's a short training camp, but we just want to see, like, what shape you in this and that. And he was like, I get it. We just wish you would stay. We have a chance to win a championship. I'm like, man, I know. I was like, I can't miss out. Mm -hmm. So I left, went home for about a week, trained, and then the lockout finally, like, ended, ended, came out to schedule, all that. And then Houston called me, and that's why I got a training camp invite there. And – I think it was like a week long. We had two preseason games. It was it was really nothing. And then I got cut the day before Christmas. Oh, oh damn. Yeah. Gosh. Now and then you went well you D D League? Yes. Okay. So I went home. It's funny. So I got cut. <laughs> I'm flying home. I meet the head coach of the G League team. We're talking. I don't even know he was head coach at the time. We're just talking, chatting. And as I'm headed to get on my flight, because he his his gate's here, my gate's here. We're chatting. He's asking questions like, yo, you know, like, he's funny. He's asking me, like, you play basketball? Like, oh, where you play at? Like, and he know who I am this whole time. He's just joking <laughs> with me. We're talking for like 30 minutes. And then as I'm leaving, he's like, he's like, okay. He's like, yeah, have a good trip home. See you soon. See you, see you soon. <laughs> wait, wait, this guy. In my head, I'm like, this guy's weird. I'm getting on the plane. My agent called me. He's like, um, the Houston Rockets, they want to bring you to the G League, the D League and play. Uh, with their G League team. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. I'm like, might as well. He's like, go home, have Christmas, come back, fly on the 27th, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. I go home, have fun, fly out to the D League, walk into the gym, and I see this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> I see this guy. I said, is this? This can't be real. <laughs> this can't be real. Like, this is, this is outrageous. Like, he was just oh. playing with you. Yes, and he knew who I was. Let me see. I'm gonna find him right now. You guys, you guys are gonna laugh. You guys are gonna laugh. Oh man. So, um, so Nick Nurse, that was my coach. He's the head coach of the Toronto Raptors right now. Uh, yeah, Nick I Nurse. said I heard the name. Yeah. So Nick Nurse, he that's when I he was my he was my D League coach. 
Loved him. He let me play my game. He fed me the ball. He was like, hey, Rockers like you. They want to see you ball. I'm going to let you do it. And That's I awesome. made all first team. I went rookie year at D League. I got called up. And that's when I signed my contract with the Rockets for three years, three-year contract. Um, it's funny because I had five offers in the NBA at the time. Had the Miami Heat, which they had LeBron and D-Wade in them. They offered me a one-year deal. They won a championship that year, too. I don't know why I didn't take it. Was, <laughs> Damn, they no. won a championship that year. I had uh, Orlando Magic. But who knows if you would have still been on the team at that, the time. That's, that's, what I, that's what's happening. So, yeah. And then Houston said, we'll give you a three-year deal. Two years guaranteed, one year not. So, uh, do I want to play with LeBron and sit the bench, or do I want to play with the Rockets? And they already been liking me. I did two workouts with them pre-draft. I'm in a training camp, so I'm like, if they offer me a contract, they really invest. They they really like me. Multi-year, yes. yeah. I'm like, right. I'm gonna take the multi-year. Yeah. So yeah. I get signed, and I thought I was getting signed, gonna get called up, playing the NBA, all that. I signed my deal. He was like, okay, stay in the D League for another three weeks. <laughs> oh damn. I said, what was the point? Right, <laughs> right. Oh, man, I could have been in Miami. Miami. <laughs> I could have been Jacob Mojito the championship with Brian, man. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, fine. So I stayed in there, did my thing. They called me up. I got my first NBA game against the Utah Jazz. I had five blocks. It was crazy. Five blocks. Oh, wow. I had three rebounds, five blocks, and two points. I was blocking everything. I was. <laughs> yeah. I played like 12 minutes. I was blocking everything. I was Because I, I was so excited to play an NBA game. Like, it was – it was weird. The game was, and, and it's funny because I was telling people like, "That's how it was." It. I was like, "It was the fastest thing in my life." And I felt like they was doing this. <laughs> I said, "I ran down twice, and I was dead tired. Like I ain't played in four years." I was. <gasps> they were just moving. I'm like, "Why is the game so fast?" And then as I played, it slowed down and stuff. But mm-hmm. man, that my my rookie year playing in the G League, like 30 games, and playing the NBA for like 10. It was well worth it. Cause I was, it was a point in my life when I was in Mexico. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna do it. Like, am I really this good? I'm in Mexico. I'm, I'm getting beat up. I can't score. I got a 36 year old man giving me buckets, talking crazy to me. And I'm like, is, is basketball really my outcome? Like, did I make a smart decision? I can't go back now. I like, can I go play tight end still? Man, I'm like, uh, where is the uh, football camp at? I could use my size. You know, get a tryout. I'm like, this is crazy, but it all worked out. Like it all worked out. Mm-hmm. I got me a deal in the NBA. I bet on myself. I tell mm-hmm. guys all the time, like every guy I talk to, like Paul Watson played at played yeah. State. I was overseas and he hit me. He was in uh, Germany. He was like, man, I want to go to the G League and play, but the money here is good. Bet on yourself. If you believe in yourself, you, you can make it. It's mm-hmm. all on you. Most guys, it's cool going to Germany and making good money, but you believe you belong in the NBA. Go. And he left and went to the G League and killed, got picked up, played some years. And I, that's why I tell guys, bet on yourself because you never know. All you got to do is work. If you work, you never know what's going to happen because you meet people, all kind of stuff. And that's what I did my, in Mexico. I told the coaches I would love to win it. And, and it's crazy. They lost in the finals that year, too. And if I would have played, we would have won. And I just – and I wanted to win. I'm like, if I don't leave, do I get this chance? Right. You know, will I really get a chance? You know, because back then it's hard for guys to get a chance in the NBA. Like, it was just – it was – the odds were against you if you didn't get drafted. It just was. Simple as that. And when the NBA called and said, you know, had teams say, we want you to come to training camp, my agent was like, this is your chance. I said, you got it. I'm coming home. I rented, it's funny, I had my, my, my <laughs> Carl, my OG, I was talking to him. He was like, young fella. Go, he, he, was, he was with it. He was like, man, you got a chance to play in the NBA? Go do it. 
He was like, I'm going to rent you a car out here in Mexico. You can drive back to L.A. so you can get there tonight. So you got to wait to no flight and like that. I'm going to get you a car. Go. Like, and I love him. To, to, this, to this day, I love him for that. Because I was like eight, I was like 19, 20. I didn't have no credit card. I wouldn't have given over no car. And he got me one. And I drove all the way. I drove from Med Cali to Mexico. It took six hours. Wow. I drove and I got there, went to sleep, woke up and started training. And it all paid off. That's crazy. It wow. all paid off. That's crazy. Yeah. It, Go ahead. Well, how long were you with the Rockets again? Three years. Three years? You yeah. you stayed the whole contract? Yeah. What was that like? It was amazing. My first year, I played with a lot of vets. Kyle Lowry, Marcus Camby, Dallin Vare. Like, I played with some Louis Scola. Like, <laughs> I learned from a lot of guys, man. It was amazing. And then my second year is when James came, James Harden. Yeah. When they traded everybody when James came. That's right. And that's when my career took off. Because me and him built chemistry. I, and one thing I pride myself on always, even when I was a kid, is setting screens. I got to the NBA and I found my niche. You got to find your niche. Right. You're a shooter, you're a defender, you're a good screener, you're a good scorer, post play, whatever it was. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a great finisher, I'm going to play defense, I'm going to rebound, and I'm going to set great screens. And James came and we became like this because I told him, I said, if you call for a screen, I promise you, you're going to get open. I know how to set screens. And he loved that. And, <laughs> and I think it was about 10 or 12 games in for my second year. I, then I started. Coach mm-hmm. Senior was like, dang, this dude. Like, he said screens. I finished like, because I'm more trying to dunk on you. If I get the ball, I get the ball in the paint trying to dunk. So that's all I did was set screens and roll. And he was so lethal that teams had to like send two guys at him. So I was getting open layups, open dunks, all that the whole year. I think I started like, 30 games like that. My first start was against the Clippers when they had Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, Live City. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Crazy. DeAndre Crazy. Jordan? DeAndre Jordan. Oh, But I was playing with uh, Omar Osik, so me and him started. Because, you know, back then you played two bigs. Uh-huh. So it was me and him versus Blake and, and DeAndre Jordan. But I played the four, so I had to guard Blake. My first game started in the NBA. <laughs> and that's back when Blake was, was – was, was, Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. I, we get the tip. So – a lot of people don't know this, so for, for me, like, it's funny because when you have a young guy or, like, a center in the NBA back in the day in center, center in the power forward usually get the first play. Like, when the game starts, the ball go him regardless of anything. Like, we're going to feed the big foot because okay. you're not going to see the ball really that much. Let's pick mm-hmm. and rolls. So, the first play of the game, they drew a play for me, and I'm in my head thinking, like, why the hell did y'all draw a play for me? I am not. This is my first game start. I can't get warmed up. you going to draw a play for me. Like, what if I mess up? I got the – we at home. It's sold out. Playing against Lob City. I'm like, Blake Griffin guarding me. Drew, drew, a, drew a, a cross screen, went under Got the ball, and as I'm going for the around the screen to get my position, I'm like, okay, I got what move I'm going to because I have to score here. And I got the ball, I'm looking, and I and I feel him on me. I'm like, okay, jump hook, forget it, just go jump hook. One, two, jump hook, made it. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> hey, if, if they have the if they have the recording of that game, if, they have the, if you want to record of that game at that score, you can see me score and do this. <laughs> I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I go down, then he score on me, and then I come down, and we playing. I think I had, like, 10 points, eight rebounds that game. And then, like, my, the season would go up and down. I had some good games, some bad games. And then, like, a month go by. And I'm like, man, this is a grind. And then I'm out the starting lineup. I had, like, two bad games. Coach was like, we're going to try something else. I was like, I get it. Play the Lakers against Kobe. Sophomore year. 
I remember that. And I ain't gonna play that game, just be honestly speaking. I didn't think I was like, because I had some bad games. I was falling in rotation. I was like, okay, I gotta get in the gym, work on my game. I ain't trying to get cut. I gotta do whatever I can. Right. Lakers game come, they're torching us. <laughs> Dwight Howard, Kobe, Antoine Jameson, they're torching us. <laughs> I come in the game, second quarter with like three minutes left. I get like two, three easy buckets off driving, driving dump offs. And in the second half, coach is like, we're gonna start you like you you the second unit, because James was playing bad. Everybody playing Chandler Parsons. Everybody playing bad. Second unit, get in there and play. Like, if we lose, we lose, but y'all playing hard, go ahead. Second half, we came back. And I got a hot tip on YouTube. I always watch it. I had, like, 16 in the second half. All my free throws, had, like, nine rebounds. I was going Ooh. crazy. Dunked a couple shots and ones. Like, I I don't even know how that happened. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> I don't know what was going on in that game, but I was just in a mode. I couldn't yeah, miss. Yeah. Like, it was one of those college games. Like, I just couldn't miss. I was always in the right spot. When guys was driving, I was just there at the right time. Like, like I was just – it was crazy. We came back. We were down by, like, 17. We came back, and we won by five. Oh, wow. Or won by four. And, like, it was crazy. Like, I thought I was – I thought I was like, oh, man, I lost my starting position. I'm about to be back in the, back in the bench. I'm like, oh, man. And Coach called me, like, yo, we need some – I'm like, all right. And then I go in there, and I end the game with 21-9. So, it's Dwight and Kobe. Was the NBA for you like extreme highs and extreme lows? Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. And then I left there after my third year. I had, I had a knee injury, and Houston made a decision at the end of the season in March when playoff rosters started to come around to cut me because you know I couldn't play. I was I had meniscus, so it was like we want to keep you, but we need a roster spot just in case playoffs. I like yeah. I, I get it. I'm, I'm not gonna be mad. I would love to still be here, but I understand. They yeah. cut me. Chicago picked me up. I go there, and I train. I'm training with D Rose every day because that's when he hurt his knee. We training every day, every day. Then we losing the playoffs all season. Coach said, you know, all season we want to get you in shape. We want you to come back next year. We want you to be a part of the team. Like one of our big men. We had Taj Gibson. We had Mama C. Carlos Boozer, uh, Joakim right. Noah. So he was like, we want to. We had we had a lot of older guys. We want to bring some young. We believe in you. Like cool, perfect. I'm working out. Summertime come, and that's when um, they end up trading for somebody. I can't remember at the time. They traded for somebody, and I was kind of like the odd man out, which I and I'm glad Coach Tibbs came to me and was like, yo, um, we got to trade you or release you. Um, it's a couple teams interested. Where would you like to go? And I was like, dang, I really respect you for that because yeah, nice. most guys would just get rid of you. And he was like, the two teams that's, that's interested is Dallas, and I can't, I think it was Minnesota or something like that. And the funny thing about it is, my grandma, my uncles, my aunts, all my cousins live in Dallas. When he said Dallas, I said, oh, I go to Dallas fast. <laughs> ah, send me right now. Like, let's go. Trade me to Dallas. I was happy. Moved to Dallas, around my family. I was only Tyson Chandler's backup. Perfect. Started the season playing with Dirk, Jameer Nelson, Rondo, oh Monte gosh. Ellis, Richard J. We had a great team. Right. Great team. Um, just didn't really match. Like, it just – our chemistry that year wasn't good. And then Amari Stoudemire came mid-season, and then my minutes my minutes diminished. Like, they were gone. And Damn. a lot of players be mad. I was mad, but I'm like, Tyson Chandler, Hall of Famer. Amari Stoudemire, Hall of Famer. Dirk, <laughs> like, Hall of Famer. Dirk, like, <laughs> I'm not going to – like, anybody with common sense is going to know you're not playing over those three guys. Like, it's just <laughs> what it is. Like, I accepted it. I still came to the gym every day on my days off, worked out. I was in great shape. So, if anything happened when I played, I was going to be able to get my, my time. So, right. I, you know, I played certain games, certain games I didn't play, which I understood. And then that season ended. 
and Carlisle, which is to this day one of my favorites, he hit me like, I would love to bring you back next year. Um, I can't guarantee you nothing. I love you because you play hard. You got the old school game. You know, I, for our team, you're perfect. Like, as a backup, it just sucks. We have Mars Stop, we have these guys. Charlie Van we had guys that was, you know, had experience and, and years over you. But if you come back and just prove yourself in the training camp to Mark Cuban and them, I promise you can make a team. And myself was like, oh, man, I need some guaranteed money. And my agent at the time was like, you can find a better deal. And something in my heart told me just, nah, I should go to Dallas and just try it out. My agent's like, I can get you something. Do not give me anything. Oh, and shoot. Not. So I ended up going out that year. I ended up um, playing in the G League again that year and killed. I was killing. I was hungry. So, but the first half of the season, I was waiting on the NBA to call me. So I was working every day, waiting on the team to call me, any kind of invite, anything. Just working out, training. New Year's come. I'm like, man, I ain't got a call yet. I'm like, what's going on? Talk to my agent. He's like, um, he's want to see if you're in shape. Do you want to play in the G League? And he was like, I know what you're, at, you're, five, you're, you're four years in. A lot of guys don't like going back to G League. They feel like it's a waste. He's like, so I understand if you don't want to. I can see about overseas. I'm like, no, nah, I'll try G League. Like, I don't care. I ended up going to Toronto. Nick Nurse is the assistant coach of the Raptors. He called me too, like, come out here to the Toronto. We'll pick you up, give you a chance. I know your game. Coaches, we want to see what kind of shape you in and this and that. Perfect. I'll do it. Went out there. Was killing. Went out there from January. Played January and February. Put up great numbers. And then March came. And the Minnesota Timberwolves called me. It was like, we want to bring you up. I said, oh, perfect. <laughs> Go there. I finished the year. I have a cool season. Um, coach loved me. Wanted to bring back another year. He was like, come back another year. I think I think he he told me purpose. He was like, I think you will be perfect as team because that year was Carl Anthony Towns' rookie season. He was like, I like you with him because you're five years in, four years in, uh, five years at the time, five years in, and you know the game. You have an old school mind. You're very physical, and we want him to be physical. We want him to grow into that. So playing with you and KG was there. So he had oh. Co- KG oh. as, as his OG, and then me kind of a couple years older, but kind of know like how like to play in the NBA, how it goes. Right. So he was like, we want you to be like kind of a mentor. I'm like, cool, I can do that. Like, Cat was a great dude. I love him. Like, and I love seeing him now. He's he's so much better now. Like, his game <laughs> has evolved. He's legit. And then, like, a month later, everything changed. They fired a coach. They bring in Tibbs. And that's when Tibbs traded for Jimmy Butler and all that. So, again, I was the odd man out. Yeah. When your contract's not guaranteed, you use the odd man out. They cut me. And I was like, all right, cool. I didn't get no calls. And that's when my overseas career began. Okay. Yeah. And you played in – we talked a little bit about it before. Taiwan. So I started in Turkey. I started in Turkey. Istanbul. Came home from that. Went to the Philippines. Came home from there. Japan. Then I did China for two weeks. Came home. Taiwan. Then I went to Puerto Rico. And then I went to Mexico. Oh, Puerto Rico, Philippines again. And then Mexico, my last place. Did you have to play in Mexico again? I played in Zacatecas. Whew. <laughs> Different. I, Wait, went well, from, I went from May, Cali, 120 to Zacatecas, 20 degrees. Oh. <laughs> and the worst thing about that place is the gym had windows that was open and they couldn't close them. <laughs> and we're 9,000. We're 9,000 feet above, above uh, uh, sea level. So it's like, it like playing in Denver. And it's freezing. <laughs> 
Dude, oh my god! I think you're cursed. Have you ever heard of praying, man? <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I was sitting out there like, Damn how do I go dude. from that to this? I promise you, I came out there in August. It was cool. It was still warm. So we played, had an AC on. I'm like, oh man, I'm loving. The fans was great. The food. I'm like, cool. By October come around, woo! And then by November, December, when this oh, we oh were. God, I was some of the game, and I was sit on the on the bench with an actual cover. To stay warm, like the football players. Yes, actual. Like when you're breathing, you see it. You see it. <laughs> and they told that's our Venice for the for, for the away team. I said, I'm freezing. They're like, I'm not used to this. Oh. <laughs> like, like, like we like had people, we had fans. They were sitting. They had blankets on. They were just sitting there, and they're going crazy with that. It's so cold. I said, and then, and then mind you, you can't breathe. It's like nine thousand BC level. So it's yeah. so you're so hot. It's, I can't breathe, and I'm cold. <laughs> I went from hot. It's a phrasing. Yeah. I said, Mexico don't like me. <laughs> I said, this is crazy. Mexico don't like me. Okay, well, what was your favorite place to play overseas? <sighs> That's tough. Uh, there's a tie. Okay. Philippines and Puerto Rico. And why? Philippines, they, they're, they're basketball. They, 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 they love basketball. Like when I tell you the gym is packed. Uh-huh. We, and it's tournament style. So we'll play at five, another game at seven, another game at nine, like that. So – but they're in there at 3 o'clock outside waiting to go in. Gym packed. They're going crazy. They treat like the NBA. And, like, the coaches, the team, they, they like – they basically give me the ball and say, just play. So I was out there. I averaged 30 and 30 that year. <laughs> I was having a ball. I could do whatever I wanted. You name it. A big man's dream. I get to bring the ball up. I'm crossing cats. I'm shooting jumpers. I'm doing everything I want to do. And they loving it. And I was like, oh, my God. I could play here forever. Yeah. Right. I could play here forever. Why'd right. you stop, man? Because uh, the season ended because they have two leagues. They have a uh, they have the the Philippine league where it's six five and under, and then they have the the regular league which is six ten and under. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's amazing. It's crazy. You know, it's funny because I went out there and dude measured me wrong. It's funny because I went out there and he measured me, and they had me measured at six <laughs> five. Because he couldn't see the tape. And I got up and I said, 6'5. And, and, and the coach there was like, it's cool. We'll have you for two conferences. Let them, let them mark 6'5. That we can stay year round. I'm like, man, not on 6'5. That, that just hurt my feelings. 6'5. Oh, it's outrageous. But yeah, they was, Philippines was fun. The yeah. food there is amazing. The people there was lovely. Like, everything about it. And then, like, they have these tourist places, Barakai, Cebu. So we had, like, All Star break where only the Filipinos play. And like we get like a week off. Oh, I went to Barakai. Beautiful. It's an island. It's literally an island in the middle of the water. It's nothing but hotels. It's on a beach. It's hotels and clubs and bars and food. Oh, I had so much fun. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like it was really rough, man. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. And your other favorite place was Puerto Rico. Puerto. And why? Why Puerto Rico? Why? Because they're crazy. Because they're (laughs) They're crazy. crazy. Best. I, I believe playing wise, that was the best season I've I've ever played. My number winners when it was, I averaged twenty, I averaged eighteen and, and twelve, and like four assists. But like playing wise, best I think I was in my prime that year. Like huh. I was so focused well, and. What years were you in Puerto Rico? This was in twenty nineteen. Okay, so I was, recently, I was, yeah, right was before recently. COVID. Yeah, right before right before COVID. That's where I, I went from. Went from, I played it from February to July. And we lost in the semifinals in game seven against a great team. And I was hurt. I was hurt. Oh, I was hurt because I have never won a championship professionally. And that was the – and we had a great chance. And 
But the team we played was they had Carlos Arroyo. You know, they had they had some they had some dudes. Yeah, yeah. They had some dudes. Carlos Arroyo was a great point guard in the NBA, and he's still to this day. I don't know how he's thirty eight years old. And he's still just like. <laughs> Still going? What? I'm like, dude. Like, I thought you retired, man. I know you're still playing. I played. I was like, dude, I thought you quit. He's like, man, you know, I'm, he's Puerto Rican. He live out there. He's I've been playing for the past like eight years. I'm like, dude, <laughs> he's just killing. I'm like, dude, and they beat us. And I'm like, but that year by far was like the best, the best time. Like, I had fun. My teammates was cool. My coach was great. The fans, the owner. Like, that's one time that I didn't get homesick. This is the one place I didn't. I've never got homesick. Hmm. Everywhere else you did. Though. Everywhere. Even the Philippines, I got homesick. But I loved it. But I still had times where I was like, oh, I miss home. Right. Puerto Rico is the one place where I did not get homesick. Like, I even, I mean, I guess it's part of, it's It's not really overseas because, you know, they don't count it. You don't need a passport to go there. Right. <laughs> but I still had a ball. Like, oh, man. <laughs> and I left there. So it's funny. I went from February to July. I came home for two days. I left there, went back to the Philippines for a month for the playoffs. I left the Philippines, came home for two weeks, went to Mexico, and that's when I was in Zacatecas, and I was like, this is crazy. I went from beautiful Puerto Rico, beautiful Philippines, and now I'm in freezing cold Zacatecas. <laughs> and so, then, oh, man, and that's another one. This is So we had a great team, <laughs> great team, number one seed, everything. We're in the semifinals. Game seven at home. I get hurt, oh, and we lose. And that was my last professional game right there. Oh, I still man. think about it to this day. What year was that? 2020. Right before it did. Two weeks before COVID hit. February 1st. Before everybody's talking about COVID. Uh-huh. I, I remember I flew home and I could hear people like, COVID is out. I'm like, what is? I'm, and, you know, back then I'm like, what is COVID? Like, what is everybody right. scared about? Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. And I come home and I catch COVID. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> I'm on a flight thinking like, these people are crazy. They wear masks. I'm like, eh, COVID. I get home the next day. I was sick. Like. As a dog, like I couldn't move out of bed, I couldn't eat right. nothing. I'm like, what is wrong? With me? I thought I was dying. Oh like, gosh! And then I, and I hurt, so I came home. I had surgery, um, had some rehab, um, hurt my other knee, rehabbing. I, I fell kind of awkwardly, so I had to rehab that again. And I was on like bed rest for like three, two, like two months. Oh gosh! Wow. It was cartilage repair, so like I had to, I couldn't do enough two, three months, and then I had to rehab that. And then 21, 21 hit, and I was like, okay, cool, I can do it now. And I just could not get consistent in my workouts. My, it was just, I'd be good for a week, and then my knee would flare up. And it's like, dang. And then I just, I, I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to lose some weight. So I lost some weight, and I kept going, kept going, kept going. And I just could not just get comfortable. I just, I had, back my mind thinking, like, is it, is it going to flare up again, flare up again? And then I had to get, like, like, PRP shots every, like, four months. And I'm like, this is just, like, so, mentally it was just so much. Right. And, like, I got to a point where I was like, I am satisfied with my career. Yeah. Right. Like, like I, I got to that point where I was like, and I had times where I still wanted to play, but. That's never going to end. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I, I finally came to the point, like, I guess this is me telling to the world that I'm retired from basketball, from right. professionally. Yeah. I still play around like pro-ams and play around, but professionally, right. I am retired Greg now. Smith is retired. Yes. You guys heard it first. I am retired. <laughs> uh, I got tired of it, and I'm like, I look back and I had a great career. I had a great time in high school, great time in college. Played NBA for five and a half years. Played overseas for five years. I look back at it and I'm, I'm thankful. It's a lot of things I wish I could have went back and, and did things different. Right. But I'm. I had a hell of a career. Like just sitting here and listening, man. I right. I was smiling and laughing the whole time, man. I right. I your career. Just telling your story about your career. I it brings 
joy. I know it may have not gone the way you wanted it to, but mm-hmm. I think it brings joy to other people. Yeah. And I enjoyed listening about right, your right. just your pl- professional playing career. Yeah. I mean, well, wh- where's Greg Smith now, though? Where's Greg Smith now? I am back in Fresno. I uh, have a great job, taking care of my kids, um, training kids on the side, like giving, giving back. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm, I'm in the profession of giving back. You know, when I grew up, I had older guys that gave me the game of basketball and just in life, being responsible, being mature. So it's like it's on me to give back now. Right. So now I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm in Fresno, like home, and I see people almost every day that, that always come to me, and, oh, hey, great. And I'm like, and I love it. And I just, it feels good, man. Like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in a great place. I got a great family. Um, it's crazy because I had some, some, some traumatic moments. Like, I lost my mom, and my dad during the COVID years, and so I had like a, I went through a kind of like bad phase, you know, depression, stuff like that. And then like looking back to it, it's like now I'm like in a great place, man. Like, good for you. I have man. nothing but love and. I'm happy and great job. Kids are healthy. Like family's good. Well, I'm blessed, man. Like, like just looking back on everything, like I'm totally blessed. I'm happy to be on this podcast. Like when you when you hit me, I was, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. When you responded, I was like, oh, Greg's he wants to be here. Oh man, (laughs) I was I was excited because I'm like I've always wanted like I did Frank's and I'm like I want to do podcast. Like that's it sounds fun. I like I would like to tell my story like. And it was probably when you hit me. I was like, "This is it." Like, every, it's, it feels like when things happen, it's like it's supposed to happen right here. Like, uh-huh. you can't force it to be here. It's gonna happen at the right time. And I, was, it's crazy. Last week before you hit me, I was like, "Man, I want to do a podcast." And I was looking around, and I'm, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, and then the message popped. I was like, hey, we'll come. I said, "Oh yeah, definitely. We want to do it. Like, <laughs> we'll just get to work. I'm, I'm available during the week at the five, <laughs> and we're gonna go drink wine." <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah. "Watery too." I said, "Oh, that's perfect. It's even better." <laughs> I'm a wine guy. Like I got to talk podcast with you guys about basketball and drink some wine. Oh, that's a win-win for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah this is a great experience. I'm, I I learned a lot. Like, exactly. once you guys understand, when I in in the wine world, I thought I knew some stuff, but I obviously didn't know nothing. <laughs> but moving forward, I know a lot. So if you ask me some questions, I might have the answers. <laughs> I've had some wine, so I don't know if I remember everything. <laughs> but I know a lot, and I appreciate this. Like, this is a great experience. Hey, it was well, a great experience. If you want to learn more, I need some help on the <laughs> harvest season, man. We got work. Let's do it. Hey, work. hey, let's do it. Hey, hey, I heard about smashing the grapes. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. You have the perfect feet. To I, smash. I, hey, the size, the size 18s can can can, can they take up a lot of space. You know, I can crush a lot of grapes in a, in a, in a fast amount of time. You know, you got an opening. I'm I'm, I'm down to, <laughs> to apply for it. Oh, I didn't want to ask you about the yeah. pro am yes. in Fresno because yes. I saw you got you did win the championship yes, there. I did. <laughs> hey, I did. Yeah. I did win the championship there. Yeah, first championship as a pro at the Fro- Fresno pro am for the first season. So I'm the first champ. Yes, shout yeah, my boy right. Alton Williams. Yes, he got a great thing going. I ain't gonna lie, that Fresno pro am is gonna be special. It's gonna take off. I think so. Well, I think guys going to be there. Explain the Fresno program. Yeah. So Alton has. Alton is the guy that runs it. Yes, he runs it. Okay. He kind of looked at all the programs around the around the country, mm-hmm. and he kind of took stuff from each one of them and said, "Why don't we have this in Fresno? We produce a lot of athletes. Uh-huh. Like, we got Lopez twin, Quincy Pondexter. I mean, we got a lot of guys. A bunch. Right. A lot of guys. Yeah. He's like, why don't Fresno have this? Mm-hmm. And, and he's a smart man because nobody thought about it. And now. He put it together. We had open runs where guys come, we play up in gym, get shots up. Yeah, I was going to say, people thought about it, yes. but they never did it. Yes. And yeah. he was like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. turn this open gym and actually do a real pro-am. 
And people at first was like, oh, we see how it goes. After the first week, people hit me like, oh, you playing the Pro-Am? I said, yeah. Oh, I got to go check this out. And now you got actual pros, college guys that, that need to put their name out there. So you got a cameraman there getting highlight tapes, playing against other pros and college guys and guys that's trying to make it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. this is great. I know the Fresno State team was out there. Yes, they was. Yeah, yeah. they played. So I'm saying, you, oh, you, you get a lot, of, a lot of good athletes that just looking for a way to, to like, get exposure. Right. Yeah. And, and Austin is doing it for Tyus played. Yes, Tyus did. Oh, Tyus mm-hmm. is a great player. He can have a good career. I told him that. I said, just stay focused. You got to stay focused and always believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Always believe in yourself. No matter what, believe in yourself. At the end of the day, you're the one working. Yeah. Can't nobody get shots up for you. Can't nobody get your grades for you. None of that. You're the one doing it. Believe in yourself and do it. I wanted right. to go play, and literally right before it started, I sprained my ankle. Oh, uh, you so, were going to play? Yeah, I wanted to go play. Oh, you should have came out there. Dude, but, nah, you would have wrecked yeah, him, What are you talking about? <laughs> I could have hung around. No, nah, he's got – he's getting – He's got a kid, right, dude, in the next, like, week or two. And he told me. It's definitely showing in his game, dude. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my man. Oh, you got to let him know that a father's got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've become a better basketball player. See? Yeah. So the, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you just ask who's a better shooter, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a better shooter. Who better rebounder? I can better rebounder. Come on, Cole. Come on. Is that true? I could jump higher. Oh. I mean, is that true? <laughs> this I don't this know. podcast is not about Kim. This is about you. <laughs> Stay on subject. <laughs> okay, but since we are on that, <laughs> uh, well, I used I used to have somewhat of a hop. No, I had good time. This guy had okay. he had could block timing. shots. Okay. Yeah. So I watched him actually jump over a kid yeah. and pin a ball. So yeah. well, oh, in your prime. Senior, in your prime. In my prime. Yeah. <laughs> senior year. Hey. Senior year. We had great talent, but we just no chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. And so I knew I was just like, I I gotta find another way to have. I wasn't having fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta find a way to have fun. And so I was like, I'm gonna block shots. So yeah. senior year, I was tied fifth in California for blocks per game. I had five blocks a game. Dang. And, but you know, given I'm we were Fresno D five D five. No, no, D four D four D four. Playing against you <laughs> know still, five, five a foot, game. That's five still, foot Hispanic kids that's, and that, that's, that that's, I'm literally that's still jumping crazy over. Though. Five a game. <laughs> I average five a game. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. I average five a game. Cool. Where's Arizona? You should have called Arizona. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, they could have used you. All I was yeah. doing in senior year was blocking shots. I wasn't doing much else. So. <laughs> that is funny. You need to call Greg. Figure out how to score 30 a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, right, right. Give okay. a couple tips. Yeah. Back to do, do, you have, do you have any desire to go back to basketball coaching or um, anything related? I like to coach. I definitely would. If the opportunity came and a coach asked me to come out and help coach, definitely would. Yeah. I definitely would. That's one thing I definitely would like to do as coach because I see so much potential in these kids. Right. And, like, a guy like me that played at the highest level against the best – like, I played against LeBron, Kobe, mm-hmm. KD, like, Tim Duncan, Dirk. Like I, like, I have so much knowledge. Why not give it to these kids? Right. Because that's a big dog. <laughs> And the big dog. But, like, you know, like, you never know what your advice or anything can, can, can lead a kid. Right. Like, think about when you were in high school, like, if you had somebody that, that played in the league and it's that was giving you advice and certain like that, like, you would mm. – that could change your life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for you know, sure. And it, it could be – it don't give be basketball. It could just be life in general. Like, that's one thing that I, I would love to coach right now. Even if it's just helping, helping like, player development, I'm, I'm definitely fine with that. Like, I would like to get into that. Yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. I wish yeah. we had somebody like Greg to go around the valley and kind of <laughs> talk to us. Because don't get me wrong, 
We are trash. <laughs> we are trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. But yeah. Dude, I, I think that's – I think it's so cool to see somebody that kind of somewhat grew up in Fresno, played here, yeah. did his thing. Now we're coming back. Let's give back. Let's yes. help out. Because you – you had guys do that for you. Now, yeah. I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, this may be going way back, and it's totally out of line, but what kind of role did your uncle play in your life? Because it sounded like you brought him up a lot. It sounded like he was Major part. He was like an extra father figure. He taught me so much. Since I was – it's crazy because his name is Steven. My middle name is Steven, so we always had that bond. Mm-hmm. And he taught me a lot, man. He, he showed me how to be a man, taught me how to be a man. He showed me the right way. You know, being respectful, you know, always giving gratitude, having the right attitude, you know, working hard. You know, anything you get in life is is, is the work you put in for it. You know, you ain't, ain't nothing gonna be handed to you. I'm just he said, I'm sorry to tell you that, nothing handed to you. If you want something, you gotta work hard for it. So, a lot of things that happen in my life and like the decisions I make and like making to the NBA and and being the father I am is because of him. Like he passed away in 2020 um, from from brain cancer, um, and and that hurt me a lot. But I always think about the good memories of what he taught me. And, like, those things, like, they hold a special place in me because, like, I don't know if I would be the man I am. I don't know if I'd be here today doing this podcast with you if it wasn't for him. Like, he literally saved my life. Like, I don't know if if I never came to Fresno to play the Essendon, would I have been this player, you know? Right. Like, and I, and I thank him for that. Like, he's seen that in me. Like, he's seen that I had a chance and called my mom. It's like, I know it's your boy, and I know it's hard for you to be around away from your son, but – he has a great chance, and he, he was like, they call me Juju. He was like, Ju, if you want to come and, and and do something with your life, like Fresno right now, I can I can help you with that. Like, we can do something. By him making that phone call and telling me that, like, I thank him. Like, I really do. Like, he means the world to me. He's like another father. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I ask, and all our listeners know this because I repeat it every time, <laughs> but kind of what did you have – a a, a belief or someone that helped you through that but I think you just answered yes. it with your uncle yeah. but the other thing I and, and I'm sorry for all your losses I, but I'm so happy to hear you're in a great place now yes. uh, what, but the other thing I ask is what does the green V mean to you because it's I so Pat Hill brought it right it and now it's a part it's on the logo yes. and uh, you know it's the valley and agriculture but what does it mean to Greg Smith it means a lot <laughs> the V means a lot to me like it gave me an opportunity to be who I am to actually be who I am be the person that when people see me they accept me for who I am I don't have to be something else like that V that's that 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 we play for the valley mm-hmm. all the central affairs no the whole valley mm-hmm. like they open their arms to me think about it I'm, I'm a kid from Vallejo California mm-hmm. that came to Fresno that came to Central Valley with the federal state, and they opened their arms and allowed me in and treated me like their own, like really did. Like that, when I see that and when I go to the games and I'm cheering, like I feel at home. I love it. Like I'm so appreciated for the Valley, man. Y'all don't understand. Like this is – that's why I came to Fresno. I didn't mm-hmm. live in Houston where I liked in L.A. and it's not – I came to Fresno because this is home. So that true. V means a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. Like it is near and dear to my heart. Like it gave me the opportunity to be who I am. And accept me for who I am. And you can't get no more than that. Oh. I, I don't even I didn't even think about that, but you had the opportunity to say Houston, Dallas, Philippines, like you could have lived wherever you want. Yes. And you came back to the valley. Came back to the valley. This is home. This is it. This is it's where I belong. 
could have been on an island in the Philippines. I could have been on. I could have been, <laughs> been in Puerto Rico. I could have been. I could have been anywhere. I, I could have been in Dallas. My family still live in Dallas, and I'm like, no, I want to be in Fresno. Like this yeah. is where I want to be. Paradise on Earth, man. Yeah, hey, I love Fresno. <laughs> hey, I love it. Like, it's just it's just being here. It's a different feeling. Like I feel at home. You know, you feel at home. You feel peaceful. You just feel. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I feel. I'm here, and yeah. I don't get there any, like, anywhere else. I don't get the same feeling. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Every time I get on a plane and I fly in and I see Bulldog Stadium yes. or and in the valley, like, yeah, oh, man, all right, we're yes. we're good. Yes, right, Cole, you get that feeling. Yep. Fly right. home, you like, of course, <laughs> of course. Home sweet home. Floating on the river. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a little redneck, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a good place to end on. I think that is a perfect way to end it. I mean. Thank you, Greg, for coming on. And I mean, I, 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 and thank you, Cole, for stepping oh, yeah, in no here. Problem, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to actually step up and do it, but uh, that brotherly love. But Greg, thank you so much for coming out, and I, I had a great time, man. And I learned, I love your story, and I'm sorry about dogs running everywhere and everything. Man. But, and uh, you are more than welcome to. Uh, come on whenever you want to come on the pod man you let me know oh Boom. man you nah, wanna... I, I definitely appreciate y'all like this was amazing i had a blast i learned a lot we got to talk had some great wine you guys got some great wine so <laughs> i'll definitely be back that's for sure <laughs> but now i'm really i, I thank you guys because this is this is a great opportunity to tell my story and it's great that you guys have me here like i appreciate it like okay like, it's been a fun day it's been a fun <laughs> day like you guys understand like I'm like, man, this, you know, because some podcasts, love, but it's like, I had a ball. I <laughs> drink some good wine and have some good talks. And like, this okay, is okay, well, it's not over because I'm mo- I'm having a golf swing motioned to me from behind. Well, is that what are you doing? Dad? Is you it? Doing, <laughs> yes, is I'm it? into golf. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is that, yes. Uh, are you a golf player? I am. I'm a golf player, <laughs> but I, but I, but I, I, I'm not good, so I'm putting it out there. <laughs> My career high right now is, is 126. Hey, yeah. I'm getting better though. I'm I'm at the range. You know, I'm working on my game, working my swing. I'm getting there. I'm where, getting where there. do you play? At uh, Bluff Point. Bluff Point. Okay, yes. we haven't played there. Where you guys play at? Rivers Riverside. Oh, really? I heard yeah. that was a great place. It's fun. We have a good time. I mean, we're we are terrible. I mean, we're worse at golfing than basketball, and we're bad at basketball. So I mean, I, I gotta go with you guys and see because I, <laughs> I ain't that good. So we might have a good time okay, out there. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, I done fell in love with golf, so we can do that. Okay. Oh yeah, golf is fun. Riverside's pretty cheap too. So yeah, like broke boys like us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> Yeah. Affordable. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, it's actually really nice for the price it is. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I it always hear about it. Everybody say, "Oh, Riverside, where are you supposed to go?" I just ain't been yet because I just go above. Okay, we'll they take got a you. Huge breakfast burrito. That's really good too. <laughs> you club. can't beat that then. Dude, yeah. Golf <laughs> and a good burrito. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Speaking my language there. <laughs> Speaking my language. <laughs> well, is there anything else that we need to know? So Cole asked, "Where are you at now?" Yeah. And so. So, uh, um, job-wise, so career-wise, career-wise, I am working for a company called Topanga Management Company, which owns Bulldog Village and Topanga Ridge. We have uh, a student housing in Idaho, Boise, Idaho, and Oregon. And I am, I am a manager in training right now, property manager. So I'm in training right now to learn. I've been there three months. I'm loving it. 
Um, but the job is great. I know the owner, Bruce Tibbet. He was when I was at Bulldog Village as a, as a freshman <laughs> in college. He was the property manager there, so you know <laughs> we had some great stories. <laughs> so he's been knowing me for a while. So it's been it's so that first interview I had for the job was a little. <laughs> It was a little. It was a, it was a little. It was a little oh, weird at first because because I couldn't go in there trying to like walk around those questions because Bruce knew me. Bruce was like, "No, I'm gonna ask you these questions and I want to hear the truth. <laughs> oh, I know you." Like, yeah, yeah. And Sounds like great. we need to call Bruce. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bruce is no, a great no. guy, and then you know I work for, I work on a guy Chris Bessinger, great dude. Um, but man, it's a great company, man. Like they're doing some big things. They brought me along. They op- they welcomed me open arms. Like retirement's been good because of that. Like. I never knew what I was going to do at the basketball. I've been playing basketball since I was three years old. Mm. I did not know. I had no clue at all. Like, what would that career be? And one of my great mentors, Garrett, I asked him, like, yo, do you know anybody that's, you know, looking, for, looking to hire somebody or looking, you know, any jobs? Right. At the time, he was like, um, he's like, wow, my friend, he just has an opening. I'll give her a call, which is it's her name, Wendy. Called her, set an appointment up, met with him. They liked me. They were like, okay, we're going to give you an interview with the boss. I didn't know it was Bruce until we had an interview. <laughs> and I walk in there, I'm like, oh, my God. And Bruce's like, hi, nice to see you again. I'm like, oh, man. That's great. <laughs> I'm like, man. I'm like, no, nah, I really got to ace this. I can't do this at all. <laughs> but the interview went great. And ever since that day, like, work's been great. I'm, I'm loving the company. I'm loving my job. Like, I see a bright future in it. She uh, still couldn't escape Fresno State because you're all – but I couldn't. You, yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> Fresno State, it, 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 it's, it's, it's right here. It's right here. I can't leave it. I can't leave it. But it sounds like you have student housing in Boise. Yes. Uh-oh. I don't know about that. Well, and <laughs> That's one place I don't think I'm traveling to. Yeah, yeah. What, what school in Oregon? Um, it's in Eugene, but, it's, but the student housing is for a junior college. Okay. okay. Oh, thank goodness. That's good. We are duck haters o- over here. You, oh, I'm with you on that. Okay. Whew. All right. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Don't, don't. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Satan, so I, that, it's funny because when I was Oregon. in high school and, and, they, and they recruited me, I was like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to Oregon. Oh, yes. Man. Thank the Lord. Oregon. No wonder we like you. I'm not <laughs> this is why we get along. That was the one school I was not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to Oregon. Like, it's too cold. I don't know. It's gray. 364 yeah. days out of the year. And, then, and you just get the whole, the fans are filled with 10-year-old kids that only like you because the jerseys. Yep. Yep. And, yep. <laughs> not going to happen over here. Yep. Yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, now that is, I think, the best place where now we can now we can go eat cheese and salami and drink more wine. Yeah, yeah. I'm with we that. Good? Yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate right. you guys. Well, I guess all, all we can say is go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs great go dogs. year this year. Football gonna have a great year this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball have a great year, great great year. You know what I'm saying so. We doing it. Fresno State Bulldogs. We're gonna do it this year. We're gonna win them the conference titles. We're gonna you know we taking over. We we maybe get a Pac-12 invite. You know we should. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why we don't. You know yeah. I, I feel like we should be in there. Uh-huh. You know we got a great fan base. We got a, we got a great athletic program. Uh, we show it every year. All sports. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, are they scared of us? I just want to know. I, oh, I want to know the truth. I like that. I, I haven't heard are that Are they yet. scared? Yeah. You know? They talking about Boise and San Diego State. I'm like, mm, we, I, Boise ain't really been good since so they beat Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, six, you know, last time they beat somebody relevant. So I'm just, let's just be honest here. Uh-huh. Let, let's do it. Let's, let's get sit here. You know, we got USC coming this year, too. We're going to show them a little something. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. So, you know, Fresno State, we do this. We don't fear nobody. <laughs> and Greg's back in town. Hey, Greg, you know, good Greg's luck, Greg's Charm. Yep. I'll be at the games. 
Oh, perfect. I'm all in. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. See ya.